phone. Ahoy, motherfuckers. Look, I'm not even going to give you the whole big-ass voice. This is the first time Brandon's seen this movie, and I'm mad as fuck. Explain yourself. I'm living. What? That's Jeff. He's Why would too. I go see a movie called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Because, goddammit, it was the first movie that was actually made for video game players, for video game heads. Oh, I this was this was like that. It wasn't. It wasn't Mortal Kombat. It wasn't Super Mario. It wasn't none of them fuck ass movies from the nineties. This game, this movie, was so made for video games and comic book nerds, graphic novel readers, that when it came out, Ubisoft put out their video game like two days later for the PlayStation Three. It was a tie-in that close. And the PlayStation 3 game is also fucking fantastic. Well, I like Michael Sarah, so I probably would have saw it if I knew he was in it because I like him. But you know what? I, you back then it. I looked at names and movies. And the you know, the, I, you know, the crazy thing about it is this movie literally had a murderer's row cast. Mm-hmm. So awesome. you're saying that. But this movie had a cast that even back then was still like, oh, oh, okay. Like, this is, these are some motherfuckers. Like, you got Captain Marvel and Captain America. Captain Marvel, Captain America, and Superman. All in the same goddamn movie. What's Superman? Brian or Brandon Ruth. He was in this movie? Yes. Yeah, he was uh, a time number three. Oh yeah, he was. He was the vegan. <laughs> you punched out her headlights. That one dude, the one dude in there, I, I could have swore the one dude in there was um, Home Alone dude. But no, that was his brother. That was, that was Kieran Culkin playing. That's Wilder. really his brother. That's I said, God, brother. this white man looks just like um, Kevin McAllister. That's his little brother. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little brother playing Wallace perfectly like if you ask me and i really had to debate it i might say wallace was the mvp of the fucking movie personally i, I might i am right there with you but i still put it on my michael sierra's character as uh scott he carried it scott carried the movie michael sarah did an excellent job but everybody in this movie took their yeah. time to just chew the goddamn scenery jeff what was the first time you saw this movie bro I actually went to the movies to go see it mm-hmm. because I, at that time, I was into like Michael Sarah. Uh, was it like all that, you know, uh, super bad when all that stuff was going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, up top movies, and, arrested and, yeah, development, so I, super bad. Yeah. So I went to go, I, I didn't go opening. I think I probably went the week after. And when I tell you, I adore this movie, I adore this movie. Like, I love this movie. This is like one of my favorite uh, video game uh MAGA, comics, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, movies. I saw this in the drive-in. That's dope. Yeah, that was fucking fantastic. So I was 30 years old, which means Kid Awesome, who just turned uh, 14, happy birthday to him, love you forever, kiddo. Uh, he was four. He went. God damn, you was old. He shut the fuck up. He Jeez, was, I was um, graduating college. Go Go and Triple Kenny were like ten. They went like we all went and sat there, and I watched this movie. We actually went and saw this movie, 
and The Expendables, I think part two. I think The Expendables came out around the same time because one good thing about drive-ins is that they have a gang of different screens happening. And so what real niggas do, real niggas do real things like, you know, find out what radio station every other screen is on because you do what you have to do to play. And so we found out that the Expendables was showing on this screen, but Scott Pilgrim was showing right next door. And so we finished watching the Expendables first and we started watching Scott Pilgrim at like one o'clock in the morning. I have never been so alert at two, three o'clock in the morning. I was transfixed. My mouth, I like, I like laughed out loud a couple times when they got to that line about he slapped the highlights out of her hair. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that's literally a family favorite line, we say that after UFC fights. He slapped the highlights. <laughs> like he said that, like, I'm gonna get an Oscar for this fucking line. <laughs> The characters in this movie were perfect. The 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 side characters I had in this movie were perfect. Aubrey Plaza played Julie, a bit character who instantly became iconic because of the way that they censored the words that were coming out of her mouth. I almost felt she got typecasted too. It, it seemed like everything she was in after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, do the thing that you did on Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. I can definitely see that. Edgar Wright, though, he this was after Hot Fuzz. Um, but before this is after Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, uh, but before to the end of the world. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Then he left from here and he tried to do Ant-Man and it didn't work out. But where's Edgar Wright sit right now as far as my favorite directors? Based on the fact that if I go and look at his uh, his works, I would say that I love Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead, The World's End, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I didn't like Grindhouse. So let's say Grindhouse. He had a part in it. He he had a he had a short part in it. The fake trailer segment. He had he had a oh, part okay. in that. He did the Sparks Brothers, Baby Driver, The World's End, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Hot Fuzz, and Shaun of the Dead. So out of six things he did, I've seen five. I haven't seen the Sparks Brothers yet, and I loved all five of them with Reckless yeah, Abandon. The only thing with me is um, World's End, and that's only because I've seen it once. because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, It didn't really hit me like the other movies, but yeah, he's dope. I went on Voodoo. And they were selling The World's End and uh, Shaun of the Dead in a bundle package. So I bought it for Shaun of the Dead. And then I stuck around for The World's End. And I was like, this ain't, this ain't bad. It's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad obnoxious. It's just I can get through this a lot better than I'd be able to get through some other movies that I paid full price for. Um. Also, Scott Pilgrim is a a graphic novel that got turned into a movie where I don't know if they meant to tell all the lessons that they told. But this movie is literally a treatise. Let's say that. 
of young white adult males. Hmm. <laughs> like every time I saw them do some fuck shit, I was like, yeah, I've seen white kids do that. Like where he pulls out the guitar to play a song for Ramona and it's just him saying her name over and over again. You know, we saw that shit at first. Animal House. Where the dude is playing the guitar downstairs and 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 um, John Belushi comes down and grabs the guitar and slams it up against the wall and breaks it. So Listen, sorry, Ramona was being an ass. The song was finished and she knew it. I can't but wait to hear it when it's finished. But here's the thing. Ramona told him straight out. Yeah, I guess. She you told him to defend constantly. her. You don't have to defend her. She was an asshole. She was an absolute asshole who dumped everybody who came her way. And she told him, I've got baggage. And she was like, I have past these exes, not ex-boyfriends, but exes. And he kept saying ex-boyfriends. She was like, no, exes. Exes. <laughs> yeah, exes. I noticed that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was like, you know what? If you want to date me, I've got baggage. Just what you got to go through. And he was like, oh, she literally just told him pretty much they're going to try and kill you. No, she like, didn't. So that was an understatement of the of the century. I've got baggage. No, I've got six superpowered freaks is about to come out here and destroy you. But And all he heard was, you want to date me? Yeah, and the only thing about Scott is, the, the funny thing about it, and I love the way the movie played it, is that Scott didn't realize he's an asshole, too, and he got baggage, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you got shit with you, too. You're not perfect. Knock it off. Like, I got shit just like you got shit. But he just kept saying, oh, you know, I got to fight all these people, A, B, C, and D. But he never dealt with his baggage. It's just like, oh, me and Kim are cool now. No, y'all are not. She not is just <laughs> she is just like, I guess, just like being there right now. But she is not OK because you never talked about what happened. Every time, every time they look at, every time the camera pans on Kim, where he's talking about Kim and me are cool, she just has this look in her eye, not like she's angry, but like she's just broken. Yeah. Like he just took a piece of her and just left. And so she's always in the background, just like a whisper in the wind. And the more I see it as an adult, like when I saw it at first, I was 30, you know, okay, whatever. 30, to me, you being 30, you still got a bit of a ways left to go, you know, as far as uh, maturity and just viewpoints and things of that nature. Um, yeah. Scott, Scott did not like to deal with uh, confrontations. No. <laughs> it was just that and like, let's break up and I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. Nothing. But after he broke up with uh, Knives, when he cowered, when he broke up with her like a straight coward, within five minutes of him getting on that bus and looking sad, like three minutes later, he's slapping his cat back on his head and looking all satisfied with himself. And then he goes back to their house and he's like, hey, y'all, I learned how to do the baseline for Final Fantasy 2. Listen, Scott's an asshole. And I'm going to say it right now. He absolutely was not dating her. I know how the movie played it, but after watching it again, it was just like, Scott, you got to break up with your ex, your fake ex, your fake ex, your fake ex girlfriend. I'm like, okay, yeah, because You're talking about knives, yes. yes, oh yeah, that was like someone he hung out with. <laughs> Thank you, because when he said, "Oh, she has to be home when the lights are on," I'm like, y'all are not dating. Why is everybody even? Why are you even entertaining people when they say you're dating? But That's I guess the voice confrontation. 
No, because the she thought they were dating, though. But he let her believe that. Yeah, and see, he, he let her believe that. And, but even in the beginning, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody now. You know, nice child or whatever. You know, she's Chinese. Hold on, I he's got sitting it. right right here because everybody else, all these other white boys, are like, yeah. And Kim's like, you're a fucking asshole, and you're gross, right? Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. Really? Is she hot? How old are you now, Scott? Like 28? I'm not playing your little games, kids. So you've been out of high school for like 13 years. I'm 22. 22. You're dating a high school girl. Not bad, not bad. Thank you, thank you. So that you guys are like, you know, do it yet? We have done many things. We ride the bus together, and we have meaningful conversations about how your book club went and about her friends and, uh, you know, drama. Have you even kissed her? We almost held hands once, but then she got embarrassed. Well, aren't you pleased as punch? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so what's her name? Knives Chow. She's Chinese. Wicked. So when Let's talk about this real quick. Like we said, graphic novel slash video game. You hear the aspects of Legend of Zelda um, Link to the Past throughout that scene. For those of y'all who haven't seen this movie yet, I'm begging you to change that. The movie literally starts off with the greatest opening for Universal. Nice, that's Kim. That I've ever uh, Seriously, experienced. Am I really not? Hey, not the the she has the capacity. Okay. A pixelated intro for uh, Universal comes through is the very first thing that happens with the, what's it called? A bit, uh, Bitcoin, not Bitcoin. Well, yeah. So you got, I almost had it, Bitchip? I don't know. Anyhow, the movie starts off with him proud of himself for dating this uh, 17-year-old Chinese high schooler. Kim, the only lady in this group, is like, yo, you're proud of yourself for this? And the other two guys who are in there with him, who are also adults, are like, wicked, you're dating a 17-year-old Chinese girl. Did you do it yet? <laughs> Young Neil was wilding. <laughs> Scott's like, no, we held, we almost held hands, but then she got embarrassed. And Kim just sees straight through him. Aren't you just pleased as punch? He really was. <laughs> Hella proud of himself because he's in a relationship that where he doesn't have to risk anything everything he does and i want if you're young and listening to this episode first of all okay i'm gonna stop trying to fight y'all from coming and listening to our show secondly i want you to hear this from me right now if you're 17 and a 22 23 24 year old guy wants to holler at you take the advice of wallace and run you're too good for them. Run away. There's a reason why guys want to date somebody who's like 17 and 18. And that's because everything that Scott does, Knives thinks is fucking magic. 
Yeah, because he's an average guy. Mm-hmm. He's an average guy, but everything he does, playing in the band, that just really blows her mind. Like she mm-hmm. is, she thought it was like more like you know her high school band, but when she saw, she's like, "Wow, okay, y'all are really a band." And it's like, so she's just smitten by him, and he knows that, and he's like. He's like looking at the situation of his ex because his ex has blown up now. She is mm-hmm. a star. So to Knives, he's a star. So he's like, he's, he's like, he loves it. He loves the attention. Until no, that's funny. I didn't even consider that until you just said that. But like, when I was in high school, like I knew I knew mm-hmm. girls that dated like 19, 20, 21 year olds, like they were in college, like college kids. <laughs> and now that I think about, now that I think back, I'm like. They were just regular ass people, but when you were in high school, like when they were in high school, it felt you. It felt like you had done something. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, like they seemed to be like when you were a six, seventeen year old dude, and like the girls that you liked were like, oh, I date twenty. I date my my boyfriend's in college. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, oh, he, it must be something really cool about that person or something like that. Mm-hmm. When you, 15, 16, 17. and then. Now, as you think back about them, like if you know those people still were, I'm just like they're just regular ass people. They just it was just they were in college. It was cool, cooler. Yeah, these are the same ass. These are the same ass niggas that you see graduate from high school and then come back at lunchtime, like four weeks after they start college. They come back at at lunchtime so they can visit their favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. And just get to walk back through the campus as a as a as a high school as a college freshman amongst all these little kids like yeah. we see through you. And I, I, I never considered the idea that like like okay it's different. Like for example, when I was in when I was seventeen, when I was a senior, I had a high school girlfriend for like four years or five years. Mm-hmm. She was a year younger than me, so she was a junior when I was a senior. So then when I was a freshman in college she was a senior and we mm-hmm. were still together right that's one thing but now that i think about it if i'm like a sophomore in college and i just meet <laughs> i just meet a high school senior and i start dating them mm-hmm. now that i think about it, besides the age thing if i just think about it you mean tell me you can't meet nobody on college? <laughs> that exactly. You just have to go meet a high. You must be a loser. Oh, it's a, like, it, 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a ego thing where it makes them feel good, just like it made Scott feel good until and, he saw something he wanted. I and there's a point. There's movie. a point in this film where she's telling Scott, "I I loved watching you guys because the the name of his band is Sex Bob-omb, or Sex Bob Bob Sorry, Bob um and they they do rock they the soundtrack for scott pilgrim versus the world is pretty dope um and she's like you guys rock so hard and scott's like well i knew i rocked but i didn't know we rocked as a unit (laughs) and she's like i knew i know people who play piano but i never knew anybody who was in a band and he's like yeah and then they go into the the um cd store sam goody whatever they call it in Toronto, Canada, Sam Goody, eh? Um, and they see the Clash of Demon Head sign that has his ex-girlfriend Envy on it. And she's like, oh, I love Clash of Demon Head. I love T-Cad so much. And Scott's like, well, weren't we talking about me? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want somebody to love. He wants mm-hmm. somebody at that point in time to just prop him back up 
after Envy fucking ruined his heart. Uh, another thing I noticed too is that his uh, sister is his confidant. Because mm-hmm. every time he would talk to her, he would say what's really up. She's like, what are you thinking about dating the 17? And he's like, know, I don't know what I was thinking. It's just easy. Mm-hmm. It's just, he, we hadn't even hold, held hands yet. Like, I tried, but then she got she got embarrassed. Yeah, he's not. He he's he's basically like around the gang. Oh yeah, nice nah, child. Like, you know, she likes me or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of messing with her around the fellas, but to the sister, it's like it's just easy. I'm just trying to get over this thing. I'm still getting over my breakup a year later. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Also, okay? the oh, actress ahead, that played Knives is three years older than Michael Sarah, which yeah. is wild. Ain't <laughs> Ellen Wong is uh, extremely talented in her role as Knives. Um, okay, so they get to the point where they, I just, I, I keep stopping at points at the beginning because I'm like, you know what, this just continues to show how much of a jackass Scott really is. Like, Scott, Kim ain't wrong. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim is out with this high school girl at the arcade, making her pay to continue the games and shit, like nodding at the screen. Like, you got Did this? you notice that? This 22 year old wanted this <laughs> high schooler who probably got money from her parents to use it, you know, put some more quarters in. She probably bought him that soda he was carrying. Mm-hmm. I noticed too. I noticed too when they were in the bedroom. Did you notice how he wanted, like, Y'all hype me up. I'm your man. And everybody's like, yeah, I like her, you know, cool or whatever. And then <laughs> that's when Kim was like, you know, if, you're, I, if your face had a sign, whatever, I would punch you, whatever she said. Mm-hmm. But she was like, basically, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. Whatever you're doing, just stop it now. But the guys are like, no, nah, she's cool. I like her or whatever. And that's all he hears. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to hear what Kim's saying. He just wants to feel good about himself. But also, check this out. Mind blown situation. He doesn't hear what Kim's saying because he didn't hear what Kim was saying when they were dating. Uh, yeah. But what he does have is Wallace, who is his landlord. Because Scott ain't got shit in the house they share no. together. No. Um, but Scott comes in and he's telling Wallace um, about life. And Scott and Wallace is like, I heard you're dating an 18-year-old Chinese schoolgirl. And um, Scott's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Wallace goes into the bathroom with his phone in his hand. A few seconds later, Scott gets a call from his sister. This is some of the funniest shit. Oh, by the way, Scott's sister is played by Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect. But the funniest shit is the cohesion between Wallace and his sister, Stacy. When they get on his helmet every single time, like we see past your bullshit. 17 years old, scandal. That's not true. Who told you? Wallace, duh. That gossipy bitch. You know me. Wallace! Who is this mystery child you date? Her name's Knives Chow. She's Chinese. A 17 year old Chinese schoolgirl? You're ridiculous. It's a Catholic school, too. With the uniform and everything? Yeah, the whole deal. Oh my God. You guys haven't... No, 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 no. We haven't even held hands yet. I think she hugged me once. Scott, why are you doing this? I don't know. It's just nice, you know? It's just simple. It's been over a year since you got dumped by she who will not be named, so... 
Are you legitimately moving on, or is this just you being insane? Can I get back to you on that? He even knows it. Mm-hmm. He knows it. And and it's funny listening to people talk about it around him or trying. Uh, the women all know it. The women all confront it open, like just wide open. The guys around him are like, no, this is the dream goal that he's doing. Like, um, what's the talent's name? Um, fuck. God dang it. Um, so there's one point where Julie is at the party and... Um, Damn, I'm looking for his name because I completely forgot the fuck his name is now. But um, she's talking to him and and um, she's like, yo, you have to get over this morning. You you have to get out of this morning period that you're in and, and stop trying to date when he first gets there and sees Ramona Flowers is there. You can't date Ramona Flowers. Stop trying to date her. And then Steven's like, well, Scott's out of his morning period. He's totally dating a high school girl. That is the morning period. That is the morning period. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it is. That's the point where you realize that you don't want to go forward anymore. You just want things to be simple. We don't hold hands. We don't hug. We don't kiss. No I just listen to her talk about her, her, her drama, her gossip. He doesn't have to. Okay. He's living with Wallace and has nothing. Scott can do the bare minimum with this girl. Mm-hmm. He don't have to do anything with her. And he knows it. He's taking advantage of that because he's not really looking to do more with her. He's just, hype me up, woman. That's all I need you to do. Mm-hmm. He just wants company. Exactly. Not even that, because boy, once Ramona come, he is annoyed. Instantly. Oh, by the same thing that he was enjoying doing with us, Knives, instantly are annoying like that stupid dance dance revolution type kung fu ninja games they were playing (laughs) where they flipping over each other's back and shit at the beginning all of a sudden he's just out of rhythm with her and bad bad and then it it, telling thing when she's looking at him after he's like because he sees ramona he tells wallace about ramona wallace like can I say something yeah, real quick? Go for it. Oh, sorry. Um, one thing about Wallace, I appreciate it. I think this is like 2010 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. 2010. I love the way they played. He was gay, and that, and, and it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't harped on. It was just like normal. And I'm not gonna say that's the first time I saw that in a movie, but watching it um a couple of a couple of days ago, I was just like, you know, that's really cool. But like it wasn't like harped on. It wasn't like no jokes. It was just like, no, Wallace is gay. That's fine. Everybody, you know, everybody's fine. He's going to do his thing. And it was just comfortable because I know a lot of times, you know, certain movies can beat you over the head with it mm-hmm. or try to make jokes about it. But this was just like, no, everything's fine. And I love the way the, I love the way the movie played that because that's the way it should be. It should and be you know what? It, it wasn't just that, like you said, it wasn't the first uh, time that they just it just was what it was yeah but it it it's that it was it was what it was in a movie like this in a movie yeah. like this that's made for like what like i said gamers and and manja readers having an openly gay character in 2010 was big and to just you know not have him be the butt of jokes or have 
honestly, Wallace was probably the coolest motherfucker in the movie. Yeah. He pulled Stacy's dude. Yeah. It's like, again? <laughs> again. <laughs> so, like I said, Wallace was like, yeah, you're totally my bitch forever. When Scott was like, I don't have anything in here. Um, but no, it, it's just. This movie could have been played for it could have been played in a way that came off Family Guy-ish or, or South Park-ish. And it, it wasn't. It was right. just a, a story of a guy who didn't know what he wanted in a relationship and just the girl literally of his dreams because she literally rolled through his mind in his dreams came through. And then all of a sudden he was like, I'll drop everything for her. And so Julie asked him, are you coming? Well, while they're in the music store, Julie asked Scott, while he's with Knives, are you coming to my party on Friday? Or will you be babysitting? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Julie. Julie. (laughs) (laughs) He tried not cussing her out. Oh, my God. I don't understand, and this is something that I did want to mention. Um, Ramona Flowers is everybody talks about her. She's mysterious. She's she's out of this world. She's from America. She's dating somebody from New York. Blah blah blah. And he comes over to her and tells her the story of how they changed the name of Pac Man to Puck Man, or the name of Puck Man to uh, Pac Man. Mm-hmm. And this same story. He tells Knives earlier in the movie. When he tells Knives this story, she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's just. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Like she's. What a 17 year old would say. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And hold on. Did you know that the original name for Pac-Man was Puck-Man? You would think it was because he looks like a hockey puck, but it actually comes from the Japanese phrase Paku Haku, which means to flap one's mouth open and closed. <laughs> They changed it because they thought that Puckman would be too easy to vandalize, you know, like people could just scratch off the P and turn it into an F or whatever. Oh my god. Like, wow. Combo. And so it's interesting to hear him have that conversation with her. And then when he finally gets a chance to walk over to Ramona and be next to Ramona at that party, the conversation he has with her, where he's trying to say the same exact thing to her. And he's talking with somebody who's his own age. Oh, he was getting close. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Hey, you know Pac-Man? <laughs> I know of him. Well, Pac-Man was originally called Puck-Man. They changed it because, uh, not because Pac-Man looks like a hockey puck. Paku Paku means flap your mouth. And that they were... Th- Worried people would change, scratch out the P, turn it into an F, like. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, am I dreaming? Oh my God, run. I'll leave you alone forever now. Thanks. <laughs> and that's the why right... he talks to 17 year old girls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was flustered and she was just like, oh my God, please get away. I'll leave you alone forever. Thank you. <laughs> and what did he do? Stalk her. Stalk her for the rest of the night. Relax, Scott. 
He can't. She's a girl of his dreams. I see. And so this fool finds out from, again, Julie, that she works at um, Amazon.ca. And so he goes home and hops on the computer and he's like, Wallace, what's the website to Amazon.ca? And Wallace is like, Amazon.ca. And Scott's like, I'm on there. And Wallace is like, good job. And Scott's like, I got this thing says I got an email. And it's, it's from Matthew Patel. It's just amazing what computers can do these days. <laughs> and so Matthew Patel is sending Scott a letter, an important letter, in my opinion, to tell him of what's approaching him in the future. Cool. You've got mail. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. Dude, now I'm reading it. So happy for you. Dear Mr. Pilgrim, it has come to my attention that we will be fighting soon. My name is Matthew Patel and blah, 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 blah. Fair warning. Mono a mano, seven evil, blah, blah. This is, this is, this is. What? This is boring. Delete. He's literally looking at the part where it says a duel to the death. Blah, I mean, blah, yada, yada, yada. I mean, if I saw an email like that, I'd be like, oh, this is some type of bullshit. Delete. You know, I'm not mad at you. Depending on how it's how how I am or what I'm trying to do at this point in time. I might be skimming through it as well, trying to get to what I actually want to get wait, to. Wait, wait, The first sentence is, is come to our attention that we were going to have a fight. What do you mean y'all talking about y'all just going to skim read it? <laughs> have, you, have you ever looked at your junk mail before? Yes, I have, but I'm just saying that right there, I'll be like, oh, fight, wait a minute. Let me read the fuck this list. At least I'm going to finish <laughs> it and read the whole thing. I get all types of crazy shit in the junk mail. Yeah, that's true, I guess, but See, they didn't play it like it was junk mail. He just got an email. He, he just had an email in his inbox, and it was the only email. Also, it's 2010. How the fuck doesn't Scott know how to use a computer? How does he how still does have, he have American it? Online in 2010? That's a good question. Ooh. Well, I figure Wallace does what Wallace has to do. And Scott's just in his universe. Yes, God is really mooching off of Wallace. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. I bet they got Alta Vista, too. But he, he's like, delete. And uh, Scott is like, I ordered the package. <laughs> and he's sitting in front of the door as soon as he hits click, as soon as he sends for the package. And Wallace is like, it's not going to get here that quickly. And there's a uh, knock on the door. And Scott looks back at him triumphantly and it's actually knives and knives is walking him through um playing that game and that's where he starts fucking up and losing interest in 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 knives and stops <laughs> listening to her really and starts fucking up in the game and then um steven tells them that they got into the battle of the bands uh, and that they're going to be going up against crash and the boys 
and crashing the boys. Oh, and Scott by this point is out of it because it's like everything is going by in the blur, like the day. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't he just like wind up in practice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just fades him into practice from um him fucking up the game and everything. It's just like, yeah, nothing. Buddy, game on. I got us a show. Oh my gosh, when? <gasps> Wednesday, the Rocket, and even better, it's the TIBB. Wow. The Toronto International Battle of the Bands? That's right. This guy at work was like, Good Steve, Lord. you know anybody in a band? And I was like, I'm in a band. And he was like, you're in a band? And I was like, yeah, I am totally in a band. Great story, man. Is there a prize or something? Only a record deal with G-Man Graves. <gasps> Who's that? You don't know? Indie producer of the Millennium. Oh, <laughs> If we win, it won't just be knives wearing sex bomb shirts. It'll be the cool kids too. That is such a fucked up line. <laughs> and nice. she's just like, I'm happy. Knives is all in. <laughs> she know the lingo. She know what everything means now. She know she did her homework. Yep. She knows about the TIBB, like the whole yep. nine yards. And Scott is just like trying to get as far away from knives as he can but she's just on him like attached at the hip so she ends up at their uh at the rehearsal and now instead of him being happy that she's there talking about she has a propensity to geek he's like yeah whatever you know whatever man and i gotta go pee whenever she comes to talk to him so he goes to go pee and then somehow i don't i don't know he goes into the bathroom and his pee meter goes from full to zero. <laughs> and he walks out into the hallway or what should be the hallway. But now he's back in his mind again. And Ramona is zipping through his mind and ending up at his house. I thought that was so cool. For the simple, for the simple fact of it reminds you, oh, yeah, this is like a video game. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to think that hard of what's really happening. You just saw a P meter. So don't try to think too hard about it. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I really, now that I think about it, I'm really just stuck on the statement that she's constantly running through this nigga's head. Mm-hmm. That didn't hit me in 2010. He got it bad. <laughs> And so as she's about to knock on the door, he answers it. And yeah, she's like, I have a package for Scott Pilgrim. And he's like, I'm Scott Pilgrim. And she, he's like, do you remember from, from the party? And she's like, are you the Pac-Man guy? He's like, no, no. Who the hell is that? Hey. Scott Pilgrim? Hi, I was thinking about asking you out, but then I realized how stupid that would be. So do you want to go out sometime? Um, no, that's okay. You just need to sign for this, all right? <laughs> I just woke up and you were in my dream. <laughs> I dreamt that you were delivering me this package. Is that weird? It's not weird at all. It's not. No, it's just you have this really convenient subspace highway running through your head that I like to use. It's like three miles and 15 seconds. Right, right. I forgot you guys don't have that in Canada. You don't remember me, do you? We met at the party the other day. Were you the Pac-Man guy? No. Not even. That was some total ass. I was the other guy. You know, you need to sign for this, whatever this is. But if I sign for it, you'll leave. Yeah, it's how it works. Okay, well, maybe... <laughs> do you want to hang out sometime, get to know each other? You're the new kid on the block, right? I've lived here forever, so... There are reasons. 
for you to hang out with me. You want me to hang out with you? Um, yeah, if that's cool. If I say yes, we sign for your damn package. So, yeah, 8 o'clock? You got a date. You got a date. I don't understand what she sees in him at any point in this situation. Oh, it's a try. There's an attraction there. But he is kind of, you know, a weirdo. But she's thinking, you know, she's probably thinking like, well, I'm a weirdo too, so why not? And he, right. the way he said it, he said like basically, I just want to hang out with you. He ain't coming on strong, like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to hit that or you know, like he's just like, eh, I just want to hang out with you. But then, like after they have their unmitigated disaster of a date, as Scott puts it, they go back to her apartment where she makes him some, where she asks him what kind of tea he wants because he's so cold. And then she says, I got to go into my room to change. (laughs) This motherfucker gets up and walks into her room, knowing that she's back there changing and opens the door to try and peek in on her like a fucking creeper. Ah. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just cold. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then she uncovers his, his eyes and they kiss. And she's like in bra and panties. And um, he's like in a line that I probably would have used when I was 22 as well. Because when I was 22, we were trying to put, uh, trying to ask women if they wanted to see the stars that we had pasted to the ceiling of our fucking, or to the roof of our fucking rooms and shit. But you were going to bring the blankets out there. Why don't we just stay warm in here? And it worked. And shout out to this movie um, for her stopping like halfway through them kissing and making out and her saying, I changed my mind. Yeah, I don't I don't want to have that. That's fine. And he's like, that's fine. This is nice. Whatever this is, whatever this is. Kudos to them for uh, talking about consent. And again, a movie like this that went to an audience that in other places may not have ever heard about consent in such an easy flowing way. I wanted to point that out. Yeah, because they know what happened with Mario and Princess, mm-hmm. say the princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why you keep coming after me, Mario? We happily married. Me, <laughs> my name is Miss Bowser. Um, but then that nigga the next day is like, hey, please don't let this be a one night stand because I ain't even get none yet. Like, Scott, please don't fumble the bag. She starts to skate off, and she's skating off so fast that her wheels are literally melting the ice. And he's like, can I get your telephone number? She gives him his her number with seven X's underneath her telephone number. He sits there and thinks, girl number, and doesn't even think anything else. Did he invite her to the... Uh, uh, T-I-B-B? The yeah. And, and Knives shows up. And Knives shows up, and his his thing about Knives was they hadn't kissed, they hadn't held hands, they hadn't even hugged yet. But again, he's not taking into consideration how Knives feels about their relationship. Like, he might feel like it's safe. She's probably feeling like this guy's a gentleman and, and just being so nice to me and isn't oh. pressuring me for anything. And she, she's falling in love. She hyped herself up for that kiss. Mm-hmm. I can see her at home like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because she had already told she told him in the first act. I've never even kissed a boy before. He's like, oh, I, I haven't either. <laughs> hey, that makes two of us. 
I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's a dickhole thing to say to somebody who's being earnest and yes, honest with you at like, that age. And she's like, I really want to kiss you. And he he's not thinking about that. He doesn't even want that. Oh, God. And so when he finally gets Ramona to come out that night, Knives comes and the first thing she does is kisses him right in front of uh, Ramona. <laughs> and Stacy is like, hey, Ramona, this is Knives. And so Scott is like, hey, um, I'm, I'm going to, I got to go. I got to go to the bathroom. And so he takes <laughs> off running. Because that's his way of avoiding things is to lower the uh, the P level. And so they go and he goes in the back and Steven is freaking out because um, the sound, the uh, person who did the sound check fucking hated their guts. And so Scott's like, yo, we got to get out there and we got to rock. We got to rock out hard. We got to rock out fast. And meanwhile, Crash and the boys are on the stage. Talking to my man Wallace. Have to go. Okay, this next band is from Brampton and they are Crash and the Boys. God, it's a nightmare. Is this a nightmare? Wake up, wake up, wake up. Once we're on stage, you'll be fine. We were just on stage for sound check and the sound guy hated us. <laughs> it's just nerves, pre show jitters. People love us, right? Oh man, this is bad. This is so, so bad. Hey, Jimmy, do they rock or suck? They have not started playing yet. That was a test, Jimmy. One, two. You passed. <laughs> okay. Good evening. My name is Crash. These are the boys. Is that girl a boy, too? Yes. They have a girl drummer. This song is called, I am so sad. I am so very, very sad. Goes a little something like this. <laughs> Thank you. Not a race, guys. All right, this next song goes out to the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony. It's called, We Hate You, Please Die. Sweet. Love this one. <laughs> I know so sad gets a lot of laughs because it's literally like two words wrong long. That song was about 15 seconds long. We don't give the I hate you, please die enough credit. I love this song. Wallace is the best. So, um, Sex Bob Arm, Sex Bob Arm comes out to perform their songs, and Matthew Patel drops out this guy. The cool thing about this movie, to me, another cool thing about this movie, Scott never gives off the um, illusion of being able to fight. Which is why everybody's just shocked. He's got superpowers. Everybody's shocked when he has them. And somebody asked me, is this movie a superhero movie? 
I don't think it is. I think I mean, it's like Street Fighter. I, I would say it's up to the viewer. Is ever how you feel about it? Because you can look at every ex that he fought and they <laughs> vegan powers. Come on now. Who do we do? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, that's ever how you want to view it. However you take it. So Matthew Patel drops out this out the sky and he's like, um, you didn't you didn't read the email that I gave you? <laughs> I was like, "Why are we? Why are we fighting?" And Matthew's like, "You didn't. You didn't read the email. Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm-mm. You will pay for your insolence." <laughs> and they go back to fighting. And I mean, it's did you say you'll pay for your insulin? You will pay for your insolence. Oh, your insolence, like Austin yeah. Powers. Yes, for for ignoring what I what I was doing here. And one thing that I didn't notice initially is that when they're doing moves, like not just the moves where they're putting the Batman smacking, crack in the background, all that kind of shit. But when they're throwing punches that are missing, they actually show like the waves of speed coming mm-hmm. out of their arms. I really thought that was dope. But then after they get done fighting in their first round, uh, Matthew, who's holding his own as just a regular fighter, reveals himself as a fucking fireball throwing motherfucker with demon hipster chicks. I absolutely hate them on the video game, but yes. Why don't we get a backstory about how this motherfucker became a fireball throwing (laughs) motherfucker who can fly with demon hipster chicks? Nobody says anything. The only thing we say is that Ramona and him dated and they kissed once and and then they broke up. Kissed once. After a week and a half. Told him to hit the showers. Dude, wait. Oh. Mystical powers? Yes. She said he was non-white. Yes. He's the only non-white. She said she was the only non-white person in the entire city. She she, she was had a flavor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the seventh grade. (laughs) You'll pay for this! Flowers. If you want to fight me, what? You're not the brightest. You won't know what hit you in the slightest. This guy's good. Me and my fireballs. My demon hipster chicks. Tell me, Maddie. I'm talking the dog. Rest in peace of crashing the boys who were innocent bystanders who got literally incinerated by fireballs and nobody says shit about it. All the people who die in this movie, no one even notices. No one cares. He kicks Matthew Patel into $2.40 worth of coins. And 
sweet. It's not even enough <laughs> a bus fare, but still sweet. And no one even says anything except, I guess, that sex Bob Om wins by forfeit. Forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> De- death, it doesn't, it, it's a regular day. <laughs> it's not There's a, a lot deal. of death in this movie. Yeah, it's not oh, a big like deal. Bill. Oh, yes. Yes, there. It's exactly like Kill Bill. I'm like, shouldn't the cops be looking for Scott Pilgrim? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, if you think you're gonna get away, you're not the bride. It's like I just watched you kick somebody into coins. Witnesses saw you murder somebody. Oh and no! They, what was up with us? The people joking on him and saying he looked like a pirate. I thought the fit was sharp. I, I didn't think he looked like a pirate. I just thought he yeah. was wearing a striped shirt. I thought he looked more like a, a football hooligan than anything else. He looked like uh uh you look like Kanye 2010. Some <laughs> goofy outfit he would wear. Man, <laughs> my son showed me those Kanye foam shoes because they're still on Nike's website. And I saw them before, but I had forgotten over time just how fucking ugly they are. Yeah, I'm just I'm almost sure now people just buy stuff because of who's making it now but here, <laughs> absolutely gotta be i mean it was just ugly here's the thing that hit me and this is i know a side 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 story listening to kanye today while i'm working and i'm listening to um good the good life and the course of good life is 50 told me go ahead and switch my style up and if they hate then let them hate and watch the money pile up Listening to shit like that makes me wonder how sincere he is about being a Republican and how much he's doing it just to make money from the white people. Who? Kanye. I don't think Kanye knows what he is. Or isn't. I think that motherfucker is a lot shrewder than we get. People ready for that album, though. I see it. I see it all over the internets. I hope they enjoy it. I ain't listening to it. I stopped listening to him after way before he did the poopity scoop song. That's for damn yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, all that stuff he was doing a year or two ago. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm cool on Kanye now. Mm-hmm. He ain't at R. Kelly level, but yeah, they don't know. Like, he no, 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 no. He's not only like five or six songs that I will openly listen to by Kanye at this point in time, and there's nothing new that I would subject myself to. He is. Um, I'm let the kids have it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Except he's our he's our group. He's supposed to be our he's supposed to be our people. The kids not supposed to be listening to Kanye. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the I funny mean, part. He he did a great job of keeping himself so relevant, and the kids don't care. Like what he mm-hmm. say, it don't matter because they just microwave shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Twitter, music, uh, movies. So all that shit he said, they ain't thinking about it no more. So it's kind of like, oh, when the Kanye album coming out, we just like motherfucker. You gave us college dropout. Exactly. College dropout came out in 2004. College dropout registration and graduation might be the best trilogy, like back to back to back outputs that I've ever seen from anyone. Absolutely. He's supposed to be our generation. (laughs) People in our generation are like, well, I don't know because I've seen on the Twitter, (laughs) man, people are excited about this album. And I'm just like, I don't even know people still get excited for Kanye's albums. Uh, at this point with Spotify, what I found is that a lot of niggas stay silent about what they get excited about. And then you'll see it just in your sidebar on the friends list that somebody still listens to like 
the new R. Kelly album. Oh, you're listening to When a Woman's Fed Up? Oh, weren't you the one who was out there talking about fuck R. Kelly? Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I see on my on my friends list. <laughs> it's it's super it's super interesting how people um what they choose not listening to and knowing the people and I, I just can't I'm I'm almost like I can't I I can't separate the music from the person. So and yeah. it just with anything. So it's hard for me just to sit there and listen to his music now. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So after uh Scott kills Matthew Patel, <laughs> he and uh Ramona are on the bus because Ramona has to give him the rest of the money to be able to ride the bus. And this is the part where Ramona tells him straight out, this is what the fuck's going on. What was all that all about? Um Yes. If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. You have seven evil ex boyfriend? Seven evil exes, yes. And I have to fight defeat. Defeat your seven evil exes if we're going to continue to date? Pretty much. So what you're saying right now is we are dating? Uh, <laughs> I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Cool. oblivious to what's going on absolutely nigga somebody just came into your concert who could fly <laughs> and throw fireballs and had demon hipster chicks which you're right out. that first level is hard as fucking Scott <laughs> yo <laughs> man I'm reminded, oh, man all right so I got it on everything on PS5 Xbox and switch the switch so I, took my, too. I took the switch to work and I'm sitting there like for maybe like a good 30 minutes like what why can I and I'm just getting pissed I'm like all right this is Hold gonna on. get knocked off what are you talking about this is a video game got Pilgrim vs. the world yes. put out there's, there's a video game and it's dope it's like a get out of here so so Scott Pilgrim vs. the world the video game is I would say a combination of um Streets of Rage meets River City Ransom it's um oh, look at this a lot of a lot of video games that came out after it because the game got delisted but it just came back out like last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. They got delisted. A lot of games try to copy because if you look up, up River City Girls, I got, I got it. Too. I love that game. Yeah, I, I love bought that it game. because Scott Pilgrim yeah. was no longer available. Same thing. That game is pretty much on the same thing as uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like both of those games, I play all the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I knew I liked you, Jeff. So they make out. Scott comes in to talk to Wallace the next day with the fucking Seinfeld music in the background. <laughs> This is my favorite part. Someone's happy. Well, someone got to second base last night, and someone has a second date tonight. Someone's lucky, then. You know, when I say someone, I mean me, right? I got to second base last night. Maybe first and a half. Oh, I invited Ramona over for dinner tonight, so you can't be here. <laughs> I don't want you ganging up the place. Okay, Scott. But in return, I have to issue an ultimatum. One of your famous ultimatums? It may live in infamy. You have to break up with knives. A poor angel. Today. <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> if you don't, I'm going to tell Ramona about knives. I swear to God, Scott. What? Hey, morning. Hey, Jimmy. Double standard. I didn't make up the gay rule book. You got a problem with it? Stop. 
pick it up with Liberace's ghost. You're a monster. Right, give me the bacon and go do your dirt while I watch the Lucas Lee marathon. Who's Lucas Lee? Oh. He was this pretty good skater. Now he's this pretty good actor. He's filming a Winifred Haley movie in Toronto right now. They make movies in Toronto? Yes. Stalking him later. So this Lucas Lee? Lucas Lee is not important to you right now. Get out. This Lucas Lee character, which by the way, I just want to play the, this one last part of this scene. You suck. Out. Surprising no one. Out. Now you listen close and you listen hard, bucko. The next click you hear is me hanging up. The one after that is me pulling the trigger. This nigga, Chris Evans, playing Lucas Lee is one of the most gleeful things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. He goes into this phone booth, pushes the number five three times and starts talking shit. <laughs> yeah, he was Johnny Storm. That's who he was in this movie. Good Lord, knock it off. <laughs> you, you know what? I was thinking about this. Chris Evans does not get nearly enough credit for the shit he did before he was Captain America. He was Johnny Storm. Should he? I don't know. I want to go no, look. No, he shouldn't. Well, yeah. yes, he should. I yes. saw this damn movie, The Perfect Score, and I was just frowning my face up the whole time. Him he should get credit him. for Knives Out. He was great in that. That's after Captain America. We I know. <laughs> okay, so before Captain America, because he had movies that are at the very least guilty pleasures. He had not another team movie. Okay, yeah. He had The Perfect Storm. He had Fantastic Four. He had The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay, so that's two bad ones. He had Push. He had The Fucking Losers, gentlemen. He was in there? He was in The Losers. Oh, okay. And then he had Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Two years after he, or one year after he did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, he came out with Captain America, the first Avenger. That, yeah, that saved his career. Anyway. And that changed everything. Yeah. But yeah, no. Hold on. He's doing a movie called Lightyear, the story of Buzz Lightyear. And he's playing Buzz Lightyear. Oh, I can see it. Because, you know, Tim Allen is a fucking pariah now. Yuck. I cannot believe that. But uh, Wallace tells Scott, look, you have your date, which goes horribly. And I will see you about an hour after the date starts. You're going to fucking ruin it. But before you do that, you got to go break up with your Chinese girlfriend now. And so this motherfucker, Scott, they're in the CD store again. He and Knives. And Scott decides to, before he actually breaks up with her, he decides to go the fucking cowardly route. And I was just like, you son of a bitch. Hey. Hey. Oh, my God. I can't believe T-Cat's coming to town. Will you take me to the show? Yeah, listen, um... Oh, hey, um, I wanted to invite you over for dinner. Like, Chinese food? To meet my parents. It's my birthday dinner. I think that's a really bad idea. No, it's okay. Why? I'm too old for you. No, you're not. My dad's nine years older than my mom. 
Are you even allowed to date outside your race or whatever? I don't care. I'm... I'm in... <sighs> like, and he spans the word out of, a, out of his way like, ugh, bad breath. Oh, shit. Something I just noticed. Like, literally, every time I watch this movie, I pick up on something else. But something I just noticed in this scene was the fact that while he's sitting there trying to break up with her by saying stuff like, are you allowed to date outside your race? Yeah, and are we going to eat Chinese food? He's saying everything that should have been said in the beginning. <laughs> he's saying everything to try and offend her at this point in time. He's saying that and then he's like, uh, should you be dating outside your race? Like, he, he, yeah, he's trying to get out of it without doing what needs to be done yes but while he's doing all this envy's song from uh the clash of demon head is playing in the background and so when he tells her finally at the end of this which the way he tells her is i think we should break up and stuff she's like oh really he leaves her feeling the same way that envy left him feeling pretty much and then he goes and um He's talking about how he's knows how to play the music from uh, Final, Final Fantasy second level, <laughs> which is like you're the salt of the earth. Thank you. No, I, I meant the scum of the earth. Thank you. <laughs> he is and so happy playing this. <laughs> he is just gleeful as fuck. As a matter of fact, you know what? You asked for it. <laughs> Where's Knives? Not coming in tonight? No, we broke up. Hey, check it out. I learned the baseline from Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> Scott, you are the salt of the earth. Oh, thanks. I meant scum of the earth. Thanks. You broke up with <laughs> Knives? Yeah, but don't worry. Maybe soon you'll meet my new new girlfriend. New new. <laughs> my new new. <laughs> Like I broke up with her and got with her in the same move. And then he finds out that uh Ramona's changed her hair color and he's like, she's fickle. I don't know if I can deal with this. <laughs> yeah, he's wilding out because she just changed her hair. Like, relax. Mm-hmm. So they go back to Wallace's house and he made her um garlic bread in the midst of an unmitigated disaster. This is a real disaster date. Where um She's like, he's like, I love garlic bread. I could eat this all day long. And she was like, well, you'll get fat. And he's like, eating cars makes you fat. And so then after that, they start talking about how shaggy his hair is. And they, he runs off. Puts the hat on. Puts the hat on. He does the Ramona song first before that. Yeah, the Ramona song. The Ramona song. <laughs> I can't wait to hear when it's finished. Finished? Oh, God. What do you mean? Finish like the Ramona <laughs> song. Fat. No, why would I get fat? Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? Fat. I wrote a song about you. You did? Yeah, it goes like this.
Can't wait to hear it when it's finished. Finished? In his, in her defense in saying that, that song was just as short as the So Sad song. But it would, no, I'm and not defending that a, shit. Well, maybe, maybe the I Hate You Please Die song. Maybe She it was, was being an asshole. One. No, because he sat there so proud of himself. He, he should have been. A, he had such a look on his face when the only fucking words in this two chord song was Ramona. Hey, I'm going to tell you how dope that song was. They put it on the soundtrack. They put it on the soundtrack, yes, to laugh at. No, there's nothing to laugh at. They have the acoustic version and they have the actual version with the actual music to it. How long is this? I'm about to look it up on Spotify. I just want to see how long they made that song on. Oh, on it's here. actually Beck. It's actually Beck that's singing it. I think it's like, what? Because uh, a couple of seconds, like 30 seconds, something like that. Yeah, I can see that. And it's it's like, he's just so, he looks like my puppy after she uh, pees on the floor. How many guys making songs for Ramon? How many guys making a one word song? I don't know. She you had mean, a lot of exes. I mean, Billy Hoy or Billy Ho wrote a song for Gloria. Sounded just about the same. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck Beck made that into a four minute and 21 second song. I'm really curious. I don't even want to click play on it. I just, I'm going to find that out somewhere down the line. But yeah, no. So when she's like, yo, where's the rest of it? What do you mean when it's finished? He didn't really mean that. He didn't mean to uh, do anything that was going to write out a full song. He just thought it was going to get her in bed. Like, oh my God. And they just fall into Wallace's bed. But they didn't. Because she's not 17. (laughs) And so... They go to the castle, which is where Lucas Lee is filming. And um, Ramona's like, what is this place? And he's like, it's an awesome castle. They're, they're filming a movie here. And they ask uh, Wallace, did you find the guy you're stalking? And he's like, here he comes right now. And Chris Evans comes out on the skateboard. And the Universal theme song plays in the background. Please. Oh. Oh. And rolls out. I want to have his adopted babies. Alright, on your marks, everyone. Oh. oh man, we gotta go. What? Why? I used to date that clown. <sighs> this is one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. And action. Oh my god. Hey. The only thing keeping me and her apart are the two minutes it's gonna take to kick your ass. You dated a famous guy? In ninth grade, we had drama. Actually, it might have been math. I just remember there being a lot of drama. Hey! There's a snot nosed little brat. He just followed me around. He had snot in his nose? But he's famous. Hey! I'm talking to you, Scott Pilgrim. He's famous and he talked to me. The only thing keeping me and her apart is the two minutes it's gonna take to kick your ass. Can I have your Can I have your autograph, please? What's up? How's life? He seems nice. Ah! 
threw that nigga into the castle wall, into the tower from like 60 feet away, like 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 fucking Zangief. I'm sorry, y'all. I love this movie. I can't help myself. I know I'm doing a lot. I apologize, Brandon, for absolutely nothing. <laughs> so then he's whooping Scott's ass. Like everybody is whooping Scott's ass. And Scott thinks he like Lucas gets tired of whooping his ass and it starts walking away. Scott goes and taps him on the shoulder. And he turns around and it's not Lucas. It's his fucking stunt double. And Lucas is like, yeah, you like? Sometimes I'll let him get the wide shots while I go get blazed in my Winnie. <laughs> Which is supposed to be a play on of what happened with um, Wesley Snipes in Blade Part in Blade Trilogy or Blade Trinity, where he wouldn't come out to do his scenes because he was too busy getting blazed up in his Winnie. This was like Agent Smith in the Matrix. With all these stunt doubles just coming out of nowhere. And so Scott beats up all the stunt doubles. And um, Lucas comes over to talk to him. Or Lucas comes over to keep beating him up, rather. And he keeps beating up Scott. And he's like, what does he say? I'm, I'm here to beat you up on behalf of the, the legal evil exes. And Scott's like, what? And Lucas is like, yeah, you know, the League, the League of Evil Exes coming to kill you. You know, we're here to control the future of Ramona's love life. And Scott's like, nah, I never heard of it. And Lucas is like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's all good, bro. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> and Scott's like, really? And Lucas is like, no. And beats him up some more. Knock the shit out of him. You're needed back on set. Feel the wrath of the League of Evil Axes. League of Evil Axes? You really don't know about the League? Um. The seven evil Axes coming to kill you, controlling the future of Ramona's love life? No. Oh, well, hey, listen, man, don't worry about it. Really? Yeah, let's go get a beer. That's great. <laughs> 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 so, Scott tells, uh, Lucas, hey, can you do a thingy on those on those stairs over there? And Lucas is like, dude, it's like 200 stairs and it's 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 snowy. And those rails are fucking horrible. I, I I'm not gonna grind that. And Scott's like, oh, so you can't do a grindy thingy. And Lucas is like, I know you're trying to goad me, but it's not gonna work. And Scott's like, there's girls watching. And Lucas is like, somebody give me my skateboard. And uh, Wallace gives him a skateboard and he hops on and he makes it to the bottom. But he couldn't stick the landing and he dies. And so the, now a celebrity has died. 
and still nobody cares. All they say is cut, cut, cut. Yeah. I mean, I guess they got so many, um, he got so many uh, doubles. It'll be fine. So many wide shots. Mm-hmm. Lays in the winning. And so, um, next thing that happens is that Scott goes back to the house because um, Ramona leaves. In the midst of this fight, she just dips. And so Scott is calling her over and over again. Oh, she ghosted his ass. Hella. And Wallace is like, yo, you got to, you, you, you're going to have to use the L word, Scott. And Scott's like, lesbian? <laughs> no, say, no, I wasn't trying to trick you, love. <laughs> Why? It's so complicated. If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? It's love, Scott. I wasn't trying to trick you. Hey, buddy, look. If she really is the girl of your dreams, then you have to let her know. You have to overcome any and all obstacles that lie in your path. You can do it. Be with her. It's your destiny. Plus, I need you to move out. Yeah, I'm kind of banking on her calling you back so I don't have to evict you and feel all guilty and shit. I love how the music just cut out. Like, it's this uplifting music and plus I need you to get the fuck out. Yeah, he's a real friend. He let him know what's up. Motivational speaker on that ass. So, Scott's milling around and a phone call comes and he thinks that it's uh, he thinks that it's Ramona because he's been leaving her messages, but it's not. It's Knives. And She's standing right outside the door and Wallace answers the door and you can see Scott moving around the background as Nia says, is Scott here? And Scott literally dives through the window, breaking the window as he jumps through it. And Wallace, like, he just left. (laughs) She's like, really? (laughs) He's like, really? And you can see him reach back through the window to get his coat. And when you go back to the long, when they go back to the shot of the knives, you see him walk right past her. <laughs> In the background. Yeah, like, shit. Oh, it's so great. Also, he gets a call from his ex-girlfriend, Envy, who it's been a year uh, since they broke up. And she's just calling to see how he's doing. And he's like, I have a girlfriend. She's, she's American. And Envy's like, American? Now I'm jealous. I got to go. And so they hang up. He's walking through the streets, looking all, uh, thinking about how the Seven Deadly X's thing is going. Um, And now he's seeing X's everywhere. When suddenly he finds out in the roughest way why she's been saying Seven Deadly X's and not ex-boyfriends. And it's because Ramona dated a lady ninja. No, it's it doesn't even hit him now. He doesn't find out until he's later. Still, exactly. Yeah, he's still oblivious to what's going on. And he's like, you know what? I just don't. At first, he's like, I don't have time for this, whatever this is. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna give you a pass. But the next time, I'm gonna be deadly serious. Next time, you won't see me because next time, I'll be deadly serious. Next time, what? Never mind. A goddamn ninja throwing down the smoke bombs in the whole nine yards and she dips out and so he's still walking through and they uh go to the next 
the next scene is him saying, I need to talk to you uh, to his sister, Stacy. And she's like, I'm about to leave work. And he's like, well, I'll be there in a few seconds. Because everybody calls from right outside the fucking building. Like, Knives did it. He does it. It's like, yeah. that's it's a waste of time. Y'all just leaving the house, just expecting that somebody's going to be there. And you're just going to run up on them. But she's like, I got to leave. And he's like, all right, I'm coming in. And he comes in, and she's gone. And in her place is Julie. I think I'll make it a decaf today. Stop, Pilgrim! What did you do with my sister? So, what can I get you? Is there anywhere you don't work? They're called jobs. Something a ball like you would know anything about. And by the way, I can't believe you asked Ramona out after I specifically told you not to do that. How are you doing that with your mouth? Never mind how I'm doing it. What do you have to say for yourself? Can I get a caramel macchiato? You know what? Maybe it's high time you took a look in the mirror before you wreak havoc on another girl. Me? Wreak havoc? And speaking of which, I hear the girl that kicked your heart in the ass is walking the streets of Toronto again. So I can just get my coffee over here? And so Ramona's there after ghosting him. I, you know, this movie just cemented a little bit further my admiration for Audrey, for Audrey Plaza. The only thing I've seen her in before this was uh, Parks and Rec, which she was already acting like this. But you're absolutely right when you say that they kind of did typecast her as that deadpan type mm -hmm. comedy style. Um, I thought she was cute, though. So he sees uh, Ramona and they talk and then they turn around and somehow the poster of Envy that is behind Ramona has become actually Envy. And so Envy tells them that she's got a concert that night and she left for him to go. And Scott's like, nah, fuck that. But then Envy calls Steven and says, I'd like for your band to open up for Clash of Demon Head, which Does is everybody else see this supernatural shit or is it just the characters that's doing it? That's a good question. Like, Does the rest of the world see all this crazy shit? I I think I would want to say everybody, if you're in that environment, because just like when they got in a fight in the club in the beginning with Matthew, everybody saw that, but it was just normal to them. Yeah, but to them, there's just like two like whack ass white dudes fighting, and in 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 their no, mind, they're, they're doing actually seeing what's shit. going on. Because okay. if you remember, we remember when uh, Matthew went up in the sky and started singing. His sister, the sister, was like, "What the fuck?" Oh yeah, okay. True, especially when he started sing when he started singing and shit. You're not the brightest. Turns out he was a uh, British, and they didn't know they didn't want to hire any British people for this movie because it was his first American movie, uh, Edgar Wright. And so Matthew Patel's character just hid it from him until he got the job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> right, you're absolutely right. You do what you have to do to play. <laughs> I knew you were going to play that shit Well you know me well fam You know me well Where, where would I be <laughs> if I didn't play that Like what <laughs> Like what So I mean I was going to play it in a second anyway Because Scott was like I'm not going to do it I'm not doing this concert with Envy I'm not playing at I'm not playing before her And uh, Steven is like dude Please Yo, we have to do this. And Envy asked us to open for them. I hate you. A gig is a gig is a gig is a gig. Maybe you can put your history aside until we get through this thing, you know, for the band. For the band. For the band. Can't we do our For own? the band. 
Can't we do our own secret shows? All our shows are secret shows. We're doing it. G-Man might be there. We play the next round of the battle on Tuesday. We gotta get some buzz going. We need groundswell. We need stalkers. And when, as I say, we need stalkers, Nods is at the window watching them have this conversation, stalking, you know. What would you do if your ex was in a band and they wanted you to open for them? If my ex was in a band? Mm-hmm. Might be a little awkward, but maybe it's the grown-up thing to do. Yeah. Oh, We're really? all adults here, right? She's yeah. speaking. I guess she's speaking for what she's going to do, be an adult, huh? Yeah, eventually. And so Knives sees them together and goes home and colors her hair uh, blue in the very front and gets convinced that uh, Ramona's a fat ass. Like she calls her that for the rest of the movie, which. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that either. But it's just she's 17, so she's going to say anything that makes her feel better. But I was more uh, finding the humorous to her friend. Because her friend was like, what? Like when she was washing the hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I can't understand a thing you're saying, right? <laughs> so she gets her hair done. Like it, it's literally like a, a single white female sort of thing where she shows up with her blue hair in the, uh, in the same way the Ramona's hair is done, but only in the very front. She also texts young Neil and tells him, you're so hot. Uh, what are you doing? And so she shows up to the club where Clash of Demon Head are and she goes and sits with young Neil and Scott's like uh like he doesn't really think anything of it like he's too busy in his own thoughts and in his own world how trash is young Neil very but he's also young Neil what we get about young Neil in this movie is that he wants to do everything. I think he thinks Scott is like his hero. He plays the bass just like Scott. Mm-hmm. When they're at the party at the beginning of the movie, when she, when he first gets more information about Ramona, everything Scott says, young Neil repeats it. I'm so yeah. bored, bored. This party's dumb. It's dumb. I'm going to go pee out of boredom. And then as he leaves, young Neil's like, I have to, I have to pee. <laughs> Young Neil is is Cal from Talladega Nights. Gotcha. That's who he is. Hey, how about one day I get to come in first? <laughs> oh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, you mess it all up. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> and um, so they're looking over, and they they're really not caring about knives to that extent until Ramona sees knives canoodling with young Neil who's also in his 20s and asks the question how old is she and that that's when Scott's like I gotta go pee and so Scott gets up and runs out and um they come back after that to the better version of this song like they have two versions of this song the better one, though, is the one that uh, Captain Marvel does. Because, yes, Captain Marvel's also in this movie. Of the Clash at Dreamhead! 
So it's crazy. Um, she had never seen anything from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but she really enjoyed the book. And so she, Brie Larson wanted to play Envy Adams. And so she, not knowing how Envy was supposed to be, went and watched the AVA, the Adult Video Awards. And that's how she got the voice and, and, and style for Envy in this movie. What porn star was she supposed to be? I have no clue. Uh, that was 2010? Mm-hmm. Jenna Jameson? I guess. That's I, the I, I feel movie. like she was in the 90s. A lot of, a lot of white But you know, she kind of hung on tail into the you know, 2000, so yeah. she started fading out like I'm thinking about 2008, 2009, or whatever. I, feel like that's I guess, <laughs> but I'm always, but I'm always got my eye open for people who don't do interracial scenes. Anyway, we can change the subject on that. Yeah, I've heard you on your show a lot talking about, <laughs> uh, yeah, always Larry that we'll always watch that. Mm-hmm. The ones that end up on black that one time and then you never see them again. and yeah, Jenna Jameson never seemed like she'd end up on that episode. Either. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think she would get on the mountain and proudly yell, not me. Yeah, exactly. So Brie Larson wanted to be in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, not because of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but because she was such a huge Edgar Wright fan. She hadn't read any of the Scott Pilgrim books, but saw a drawing of Envy Adams. So she decided to watch the AVAs to get inspiration. Most of the female stars shown were acting very vain, so she based her voice and body language on the models. Okay, so it's like a combination of, okay, I, yeah, I can get that. Yeah. And so after the concert's over, they're standing around. Julie tells them that she'd like for, that uh, Envy would like for all of them to come backstage. And they have a conversation with, M- with Envy and Todd on one side, along with Julie and, and Steven, because even though they've broken up, Steven ain't letting go. And Ramona, Kim, um, Scott, Knives, and Neil on the other side. And they're just talking Wait, normally. Is, is it that Steven's not letting it go? Or are they off and on? I, I don't it think It feels more like they off and on. It does. It does. I don't know. Honestly. Because he has his arm around her shoulder at the party and everything, so yeah, it just. I mean, she takes she pushes it off, but it takes a long time for her to push it off. Mm-hmm. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but Envy Adams would like you all to come backstage. All of us. Did I stutter? <laughs> Wait, how do you know Envy? Scott dated her. Hey, Ramona. Hey, Todd. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we should get out of here. So, how was the tour? You guys play with the Pixies? You're like a superstar now. Yeah, it's uh, not really something I can put into words. Um, Envy. I read your blog. <laughs> like, this is a whole bunch of adults in the room having a conversation that is getting more and more sinister. And then you just have this 17-year-old in there like, ah! Dora, 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 the explorer. Envy, I read your blog. And they just look at her. They literally say glare. And they yeah. look back at each other. It's like, who is she? 
Why are you out on the road with this? So, Scott and Ramona, eh? What of it? You guys make a cute couple, you know? Suit each other. You're my role model, Envy. Ramona, I like your outfit. Affordable. Envy, I was just gonna say, did you get those jeans in New York? I'm talking to Ramona right now. Ramona lived in New York. Oh, did she? I was just there. Played the Chaos Theater for Gideon. You know him, right? <gasps> I've kissed the lips that kiss you! Nice! What? Oh, Lord! I'm not afraid to hit a girl. I'm a rock star. Oh my god. You punched the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her hair! <laughs> We are absolutely, we should not be laughing at this at all. He punched the highlights out of her hair, dog. A hell of a punch. Hell of a punch. If I don't make that into a soundbite, I won't be able to live with myself. <laughs> you got to understand where I'm coming from. You punched the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> Young Neil was upset. <laughs> like I said, we say that in the family all the time. You punch the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> That's a hell of a punch. Right? You just see the blue blood across the screen. All that work that she took to put that in her head. She gonna go home and her friends gonna be like, what the fuck happened? He punched the highlights out of my hair. <laughs> So that makes Scott mad. Scott's like, look, you cocky cock. <laughs> Which sounds like such a Michael Sarah thing to say, by the way. Pretty much. I'm here to fight you. And he runs at him, but it turns out that Todd has superpowers. Scott is in trouble. And this is the trouble that amused me because I feel like Okay, I'm going to try and say this as kindly as possible. But um, I feel like this scene is pretty accurate with the exception of Miss Charmaine Fury. I feel like this scene is pretty fucking accurate to the vegans that I've met in the world. It's not really that big of a deal. No kidding. Anyone can be vegan. Ovo-lacto-vegetarian, maybe. Ovo what? I partake not in the meat, nor the breast milk, nor the ovum of any creature with a face. Short answer, being vegan just makes you better than most people. Bingo. Hey man, question? I always wondered, how does not eating dairy products give you psychic powers? Okay. You know how you only use 10% of your brain? That's because the other 90% is filled with curds and whey. Did you learn that at Vegan Academy? Go ahead and get <laughs> snippy, baby. If you knew the science, maybe I'd listen to a word you say. Wait a minute. Why are the homies talking to him? Because how many vegans do they know? Fuck that. A vegan with psychic powers. Nah, fuck that. I'm a yo, y'all better jump. Y'all better do something. Y'all see this motherfucker got powers? Dude, he just slapped the highlight motherfucker. 
<laughs> he just slapped the highlights out of her hair. Nah, they too chummy with him. I don't like that shit. And then they leave, they fucking dip out. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm gonna go get some. We gonna pizza. go to pizza. Pizza. What? <laughs> get a slice. What the, I've Scott Pilgrim need to really look at his friends uh, in a new way. Like, <laughs> word? I mean, but really, his friends, his friend, Steven, the talent, is the same one who's encouraging him to fuck with a 17-year-old girl. I mean, young Neil is too, but that's because he's young Neil. But young Neil is also in the same boat because he's the one who gets with knives yeah, fuck young Neil too. I'm like, yo, what's so yo. his friends ain't the best group. I can tell. Except why they all hang Kim and Kim is like, the fuck am I gonna do? I'm not even really your friend. I'm your ex. I think they're still friends, but it's more of a thing of, yeah, I'm gonna call you on your shit until we deal with our shit. Mm-hmm. She's the one who keeping the A one with them out of everybody. So they have a base battle. Where he and uh, where Scott and Todd played a bass guitar against one another, and I just want to point out again, Brandon Ruth, uh, Superman, uh, Adam, Adam, and Adam Man, Adam, Adam Man, Adam Man. What what the fuck is no. in, uh, the, the Adam? Man. The Adam, the Adam. Yes. So a lot of DC and, and Marvel characters in this movie. Um, he blows him through a fucking wall. No, who he really was was M. Bison. That's who he was in the movie. He has psychic psycho power. Oh, yeah, because M. Bison was probably a vegan, too. M. Bison killed some animals. Doesn't mean he ate them. And so uh, Todd comes in there and says, yo, you're done. And Scott's like, well, you're right. Let's drink to it. I can read your thoughts. Your will is broken. You're through. But say we drink to my memory. Fair trade blend with soy milk? Ha, I'm sorry, but that's pathetic. Dude, I can see in your mind's eye that you put half and half into one of those coffees in an attempt to make me break vegan edge. I'll take the one with soy. Thanks, Tool. Actually, muchacho, I poured the soy in this cup, but I thought real hard about pouring it in that cup. You know, in my mind's eye or whatever. What are you talking about? You just drank half and half, baby. And the vegan police show up. Freeze! Vegan police! Vegan police! <laughs> You're a- by the way, the vegan police, one of them is played by a nobody. The other one is played by fucking Thomas Jane, a.k.a. The Punisher. We're still going through Marvel characters here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Thomas Jane pulled up under arrest for veganity violation code number 827 five and a half and a half oh i know who the other one diet. is who is he the other one is cesar from 187 the, the samuel L. jackson movie yes saw it a long time ago yeah that's who that is and that was during that that stretch of time in the 90s where substitute teachers and teachers were rising up against mexico okay. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> Cartel members. So one day I was watching. Um, we I gotta do the substitute on bad meaning bad or bad meaning good, fam. You know what? I'm not mad, but I really want to do Dangerous Minds. But oh, that's man. Oh, fuck man. that movie. 
Because that oh. movie is just that's a defeating <laughs> watch. My wife was watching it one day. I was just looking at her. I was like, why are you watching this? She said, I never saw it before. I said, can you please stop watching it now? <laughs> Have you seen enough? I think my month is September too, right, Jeff? Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't tell I didn't tell the chat what we're doing yet, but I have my movie. Oh, uh oh, we're doing <laughs> we're doing Good Burger. Oh yep, yeah, I'm not joining in. Oh, I'm tapping out on that one. I'm not not <laughs> nope nope. I want to hear what Brandon says unencumbered. <laughs> I fight too many of Brandon's bad decisions. I want to hear what you say when you're free of my opinion standing over your shoulder. <laughs> Good Burger. Oh, my God. It was either Good Burger or Fat Beach. You know what? I do want to see Fat Beach because I I love that that soundtrack. I think Fat Beach would be better, but that's just your mind. Do what you do, want to do. Yeah, I agree. But so I think it would know, be Fat if, Beach. If you do Fat Beach, I'm showing up. I'm pulling up because that soundtrack, they literally have a song called You Got to Go. You know you got to go. So hit the flow because your ass got to go. Get the big butt out. Get the Wasn't step. That supposed to be, whose movie was that supposed to be? Uh, Coolio. It wasn't supposed to be the fat guy from Juice movie. Yeah, it was supposed to be Stills movie. Yeah, but Coolio. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I, I don't oh, see yeah, Coolio. Coolio was in it, so it was Coolio's movie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't Steel <laughs> movie. Sorry, Steel. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I made Jeff one of the first times Jeff came on our show to watch Steel felt so bad for him i didn't feel bad but i felt bad so what you're telling me is that you have a written track record it it wasn't it wasn't that it was that rich got this gift from that (laughs) goddamn movie (laughs) he keep using and it's just infuriating (laughs) (laughs) i'm always just infuriating daughter i just uh they let Shaq do whatever the fuck he wanted to do well yeah blame him i get it it was the time so exactly Shaq's like, yeah, I want to do a movie and I want to wear shoes and I want to do a rap song called Shoot It Pass, Shoot Pass Slam. Where I'm asking permission. <laughs> do you want me to shoot it, coach? Fuck no. Do you want me to pass? You're not really good at that either. Do they you want me to slam? Missing, they had that man missing free throws to save people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> They made the hack and Shaq method. They literally coined intentional fouls after Shaq. Yeah. Still still is said to this day. Still to it's this day. Hack and Shaq method. Hack <laughs> no vegan powers. But but it's only my first offense, so don't I get three strikes? I mean, take it. At 12:27 a.m. on February 1st, you know only ingested gelato. Gelato isn't vegan. It's milk and eggs, bitch. Shout out to Shante. It's milk and eggs, bitch. On April 4th, 7.30 p.m., you partook a plate of chicken parmesan. <gasps> chicken isn't vegan? The vegan eggs, Ray. Hit him. Once were a vegan, but now you will be gone. Vegan. And he headbutted that nigga into a three thousand coins. 
Where I got the spirit of JYD in them. Fuck them up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thomas Jane and the homie from 187 are jump high five and as they go back out to their car and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Nobody takes note of the fact that he just murdered somebody. What the Nobody heck? cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. I'm oh like, my you, God. You realize this guy has parents. Jesus. Also, also, did y'all realize Scott doesn't really beat anybody other than Matthew Patel? Mm. And okay. Gideon. He beats G-Man. Because with uh, Lucas Lee, he's getting his ass whooped till he challenges him to slide to do a grindy thingy on the rails. Right. With Todd, he's getting his ass whooped till they come in and take his vegan powers. True. Yeah. Yeah. He gets help. He gets help in a lot of fights. I mean, nigga, for real, Todd, my nigga, chicken parmesan. Oh, he, that motherfucker was just hungry. He didn't give no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hungry as hell. Chicken ain't vegan. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely know. He knows. He know he fucked up. <laughs> but no, that's getting back on them motherfuckers who are like, you know what? I'm vegan. I eat fish. Oh yeah. So the next thing that happens is that Envy's like, "Yo, you just headbutted my 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 boyfriend," and I like dust. And uh, Scott's like, "Hey." Um, they go they go to Pizza Pizza, where the rest of the group is sitting there waiting for him to get out. And Steven's like, hey, can we go to the after party? Because, you know, the after parties where all the sad industry folks go when they hope to run into like a big label head, kind of like us. Well, wait about that. I'm sorry. This was Scott's first attempt to actually have a, a closing conversation with a former ex. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, you fucking broke my heart to like a thousand pieces. And it's kind of like that closure. They had that conversation. Then he called her by her real name. He was like, oh, nobody's ever called me in a long time. Hold on. I so he did an adult. Up. He had an adult conversation finally. I got that right here. Since we're doing it. Yeah, I wanted to get there. Jumping high five. Yeah, in there too. Uh, sorry, I guess. Sorry. You just headbutted my boyfriend so hard he burst. So obviously they could see it. Kicked my heart in the ass, so I guess we're even. Natalie. Natalie? No one calls me that anymore. Maybe they should. Let's get out of here. Also, for the uninitiated, Natalie Yvette. N V. Wait, no, was it Natalie? No, it was uh, Natalie Victoria. Sorry, Natalie Victoria. N V Adams. My bad. Fuck that up. But it still worked. N V Adams. So they leave and they go to the um, after party. And at first, they're like, I mean, Ramona's being really supportive. And she's like, do you want to go? And he's like, well, I kind of die back there. And she's like, we don't have to go if you don't want to go. And it sounds like a conversation you have with your wife after y'all just had that little argument that might turn into a big argument. And so you're goose stepping around each other. 
Do you want to go? I just it, got my ass kicked. We don't have to go if you don't want to go. I want to go if you want to go. Well, you know what it is? It's now that Scott, instead of him listening to her when she said, this is what you got to do to be with me. Now he's actually realizing what he has to go through. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it. And he's mm-hmm. trying to be nice about it, but he's still kind of like being passive aggressive. Kind of like I, I mean, I don't think he thought he was gonna fight to the death seven times. <laughs> and That's you know what? Saying, but, he said, said but, he, but he she said it to him. He says, So what you're saying is I have to fight, and she says defeat. Yeah, she's told defeat him. don't mean kill. Mm. He does he knew he was gonna put them hands up seven times. But he didn't care because he said, Can we make out now? That's all he cared about. Because Scott had one thing on his mind. Mm-hmm. A synonym for defeat is vanquish. I guess. I mean, you can make... Uh, there's a lot of synonyms for defeat. <laughs> but Defeat sound like I'm pinning you for the one, two, three. True. But I think when she's when he said fight and she was like, no, like she's literally correcting on stuff that he's not seeing because he's in the clouds. Now he's starting to come down out of those clouds. Mm-hmm. What she should have said was you have to survive. That's what she should have said. Seven of my exes are going to come after your ass. You have to survive each of them. She and said, he found- bro, do you got hands? I, that's all I need to know. If you got hands, we can make this work. And so he finally asked her like, um, yo, like how many of them are there and she's like i told you seven and this conversation kind of happens and then they go to the club further on um and at the club is where they're still complaining or he's still complaining about what's happened to him and then he finds out for sure why they're called evil exes and not evil ex-boyfriends. <laughs> um, I don't even know what her name was in this movie. Hold on, I'm about to look. Because she comes in like a fireball. No. She comes in and it's just like, I'm going to whoop your ass. And he's like, who the fuck is this? And she's like, that's one of my evil exes. And that's when it dawns on him. Okay. That's why you kept saying exes instead of ex-boyfriend. What was her name in this movie? Um, I know that in real life, her name was... Gosh, they didn't even really give her enough room to okay so may whitman was roxy richter a white ninja from who knows where and so they go to the party and roxy well they go to the party and they they argue they they have their discussion i'm gonna go ahead and play that first And then we're going to talk about Roxy and Scott's refusal to, I I think at that point in time, he was just tired of the whole thing. Want to go? Well, 
kind of almost died back there. I'm not saying I want to go. Hey, we can totally go. I'll do whatever you want to do. So let's go. We really don't have to go to this thing. It'll probably be a bad scene all around. No, I'm fine. It's just... It's just... Have you ever dated someone that wasn't a total ass? Well, so far you're not a total ass. But I'm part ass? If it makes you feel any better, you're the nicest guy I've dated. Wait, is that good? It's what I need right now. But not later? Scott, I don't have all the answers, okay? I just like to try and live in the moment if I can. I just like to live. That's the passive aggressive argument that you have with your significant other. <laughs> When you're mad, but don't really want to say why you're mad, so then everything becomes a, a issue. Are you saying that I'm not? So if you're saying I'm not a total ass, does that mean I'm a partial ass? Huh? Huh? Is that what you're saying? You know what? I'm sleeping in. I'll be sleeping in here tonight. Yeah. It's young Neil now. She's totally cool with it. Are you sure about that? Yeah, she's very mature for her age. We had a very healthy breakup. Oh. All peaches and gravy. <laughs> what about you and Kim? <laughs> and Kim? I can barely remember. It was high school. She had freckles. That's it? Yeah, it kind of ended. We changed. That's really the whole story. Okay, fine. I had to fight a guy to be with her, okay? I fought a crazy 80-foot-tall purple-suited dude, and I had to fight 96 guys to get to him. He was flying and shooting lightning bolts from his eyes, okay? And I kicked him so hard that he saw the curvature of the earth. Does that make you feel any better? Well, now you are being a total ass. Welcome to the club. I'm sorry. I'm not usually like this. Hey, don't worry. I don't even know what I'm like anymore. This ex-boyfriend's thing is messing with my head. Exes. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep saying? <laughs> <laughs> she punched the highlights out of his hair. <laughs> oh, so she, uh, Roxy Ninja attacks him and is beating the shit out of him. And <sighs> Ramona starts, Ramona jumps in and is fighting for him, pulls this big ass helm or hammer out of her Mary Poppins type bag. Roxy pulls out a belt that like has a sword on the end of it, like fucking Ivy from um from Soul Caliber. And so they're fighting, and uh Ramona gets the better of Roxy, but she's like, yo, this is a league game. You can't kill me. It has to be, it has to be Scott that does it. And Ramona's like, yo, Scott, come over here and put in work. And Scott's like, I can't hit girls, they're soft. And she's like, you better figure something out. So Ramona grabs Scott's hands and starts beating the shit out of <laughs> there's a what 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 was that? Oh, that old video, the old cartoon where the dudes were doing voiceovers over the X-Men and they did the uh I'm the juggernaut bitch. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene yeah. where the dude says, I'll beat your ass, Charles. I'll beat your ass with Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that was fucking funny. And until they put it in the actual movie. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't <laughs> funny at all. <laughs> like, that was fucked up. But I'll beat your ass with Charles. Um, Ramona beats Roxy's ass with Scott. Until... 
Roxy Ninja smoke bombs herself and ends up right in between the two of them and breaks them up and knocks Scott down again. And Scott still doesn't want to hit a woman. And so uh, Roxy says, your BF just got F'd in the B. And she's about to hit him with a, what's it called? A fucking hatchet kick? Is that what they call it in wrestling? Where they lift the leg all the way up and just bring it down on uh, your face? I guess you could say an axe kick. Axe kick. That was it. I called it a hatchet kick. I was so close. But while her leg is up in the air, Ramona's like, touch the back of her knee. And Scott's like, what? And Ramona's like, that's where I used to touch her when she... And Scott's like, I don't want to hear no more. And touch the back of her leg. And Roxy nuts and is like, you could never do her like this. As she's having an orgasm and just disintegrates. So again, somebody else that Scott did not defeat. She was defeated by her own uh, passions. <laughs> also, guys, make sure you learn your uh, the erogenous zones of your uh, girls. It could save your life one day. That's fair. Hey, baby, don't be mad. Let me just kiss up on your neck right here real quick. Give you that soulful voice. I'm the freaky deaky. Beat your ass with Charles. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a line. So then after that, Scott gets real mad. Scott's like, is there anybody in this motherfucker you ain't dated yet? Mm-mm. Yeah, he, he pushing it now. Yeah, he goes out of pocket. Like, He's sits down because at the beginning he's talking to one of the dudes at the party named Como. And Como is like, um, hey, Scott, you drinking? And Scott's like, no, nah, I don't drink. And Como's like, I remember vividly that you had a gin and tonic one day. And Scott's like, no, no, no. So after this fight, he sits down and he gets some gin and tonics. And Ramona comes to talk to him. <laughs> So, two gin and tonics, please. I thought you didn't drink. Only on special occasions. Why did you want one? Because we really don't know that much about each other, do we? Maybe you could just give me a list of all your exes so that I can at least know who's going to beat my ass into the ground next. Oh, like a hand of a lemon or something? Let me see if I have one. Oh, maybe we could exchange our information. Hey, just out of sheer curiosity and concern for my mortal well-being, is there anyone at this party that you haven't slept with? I think we should split. As in get out of here or as in split split? I'd hope you could figure that out. Or did you miss the part where I saved your ass? <laughs> How could I? I feel like we just washed our sexy laundry in public. Dirty laundry, you're drunk. I had like one drink. I'm sorry I cared. You know, I don't enjoy all this, Scott. In fact, I'm sick of it. I thought you might be more understanding. Just, just another evil ex waiting to happen. And he is. He is. She called him on it, but she ain't wrong. I mean, the way the argument is going, the way he is acting right now, yeah, she's 100% right. And so she's like, you want a list? Here's a list. You've already got through four of them. There's three left. Guess what? Two are twins. (laughs) Um, And so the next ones are the Katanagi twins. And yeah, they can't get past the fact like Stephen and young Neil are assholes who literally just can't get past the fact she dated them at the same time. 
And then they find out they got to battle them in an ant battle. And the ant battle is dope. It's like the visuals on this scene are beautiful. It reminds me of a Daft Punk concert. They start off with the Katanagi twins uh, bringing their booth together to become one big uh, booth. And then they um, play their music. They turn it up to so loud they form two dragons that start attacking because it's a battle of the amps, like I said. So their two dragons start attacking the sex bob or yeah, the sex bomb moms. And so Scott and Steven and um, Kim get flipped over by the sheer force of the music that's coming from their amps. They literally blow the roof off the building. And they're starting to feel defeated. And then Steven says, we're losing in front of G-Man. And Scott says, G-Man's here? And, he's, and Kim's like, yeah, he's the one over there next to your girl. And I didn't notice this again until literally today. He sees G-Man with uh, Ramona, and he gets very upset. And so he comes up there and says, we are sex, bob and we're here to sing songs and make you sad and stuff. One, two, three, four. And then he presses down on his uh, his pedal, his amp pedal. And a fucking green-eyed monster comes out and starts fighting the dragons. That was the spirit of his evil jealousy. <laughs> no, that was the spirit of his fucking jealousy. Yeah. I'll go with that. That shook me because they made sure to show that this monster's eyes are just like emerald. So the evil exes and they beat, um, they end up beating the Katanagi twins or, or rather their green eyed monster beats them up. And so G-Man is like, yo, you know what? I've seen enough. I'm assigning you. I'm a, I'm assigning y'all to our label. And Scott's like, I ain't signing with y'all, motherfuckers. And Steven's like, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. They are not friends. The man's like, just we will. Real quick, too. He's yeah. signing. He literally. Not only does he say we will, he signs the contract it's on Scott's back. Ear holes. You know what? I'm not even gonna wait to see how you guys do in the final. I'm signing you right now for a three-album contract. See? Not such a bad guy after all. I think we're going to sell our souls to you? Well, guess again. No, no, no. I can't be a part of the band with this <laughs> douche in charge. You think we're going to sell ourselves out? Well, guess again. No, no, no. Wait, you know my favorite part of that scene is that when G-Man pulls up, he's playing Rolling Stones under my thumb. And it's because... You know, Ramona's breaking up with Scott and he knows he has control of her now. So I always thought that was cool that they were playing that song in the backdrop as he was pulling up, you know, uh, to fuck with Scott. Mm -hmm. And so he signs it. Um, Scott's like, well, I quit the group. What you going to do without me? Young Neil pops up with the <laughs> bass in his hand. He knew all his parts. Everything. He's been sitting there through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, G-Man's like, whoops, I guess we do have a band. Sign, 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 and we're all set. Sweetie, shall we? 
really should be thanking each other. I mean, if it wasn't for me, Ramona would never have been with you, but if it wasn't for you, she wouldn't have gotten back with me. So I guess it all shakes out, huh? Oh, Scotty, buddy. Between you and I, the whole League of Evil Lexus thing, I was in a really dark place when I put that together. So, forgiven? All right, let's go! I'm feeling gracious now that I've taken your girl. So I was in a bad place when I made this League of Evil X that just kept trying to kill you, including the two who just tried to kill you in the building you just came out of. Mm-hmm. Are we forgiven? Are we good? So they're not good. Scott goes back to, uh, he goes back to grousing and everything, and he's sitting out on the swing set in the snow thinking about his fortunes and then he comes home to wallace's house and comes in and turns on the light and walks in on them having sex yeah, scream <laughs> and so wallace is like um it's so pathetic ah! turn off the light <clears throat> presumably you just saw some guy's junk and I apologize for that. Okay. And he apologizes too. Sorry. Scott, you know I love you, but I'm gonna need my own bed tonight. <laughs> it's for sex. <laughs> right. I may need it for the rest of the week too. Right. And the year. I get it. Maybe you can move in with Ramona. She's with Gideon. Probably just because he's better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, this fight is over. Oh, shit. So, then Scott gets a call from Gideon, uh, who's continuing to rub it in at the club. And he's like, hey, the sex bobs are playing at our grand opening, and we love for you to be here. Wouldn't we love for, you to, for him to be here? And then Ramona says yes, and you can hear Scott scream. And he's like, I don't want any more bad blood between the exes. What do you say? And he hangs up on him. Okay, laters. And so Wallace, who's listening on the phone, is like, he's an asshole. Go get him. And so Scott runs off to the club. And the first dude he sees says, what's the password? And Scott's like, whatever. And I guess that's the password. He lets him in. Second guy he sees, they say, what's the password? And Scott sighs. And so they let him in. And then he gets in there, and the sex bombs are in there playing their music. And um, he runs up to Gideon, and he's like, yo, I want to fight you. You're, you're, you're pretentious. Scott, let it go. Don't give him the satisfaction. What if I want the satisfaction? Scott Pilgrim! Hey! Buddy, welcome to the Chaos Theater! Somebody get this man a drink, uh, Coke Zero, right? I'm not here to drink! Whoa. Well, I've got no beef with you. Well, what if I have a beef? With you? Are you still mad about the whole thing with the guild? You mean the League? The Guild League, whatever. It's ancient history. I'll show you how ancient of history it is. Wait, 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 wait. 
It's no use crying over spilled coke, buddy. The lady made her choice, and we're all just gonna have to move on. Well, I ain't moving, buddy. You want to fight me for her? Was that not clear? Was that not clear? So he fights Gideon and he finds the power of love and the power of love causes a big ass sword to come out of his chest. He's fighting Gideon. And then as he's in the midst of him fighting Gideon, Knives comes out of nowhere with two ninja size. And she's like, I'm here to fight the uh, fat ass who stole my man. And so Scott has to admit to Knives that he might have cheated. And so Knives is uh, heartbroken and they're all like, aw. And then Scott gets stabbed in the back by uh, Gideon and dies. But because this is a video game movie, earlier on in the movie, after he beat the Katanagi twins, Scott got a one-up in extra life. And so after he talks with Ramona for a while and Ramona tells him about her history with Gideon, and how um, she was the one who was obsessed with Gideon. And the more he ignored her, the more that she wanted him. She's like, yo, what are you going to do now? And he's like, well, I guess I'll just get used to being dead. And then the one up pops up. So he comes back in. And when he comes back in, he is completely different. And so then Scott gets inside and he's having the same conversation with Gideon again. And Gideon's like, you want to fight me for her? Are you, you, yeah, you want to fight me for her? And he's like, no, I want to fight you for myself. And they're like, Scott finds the power of self-respect. <laughs> Your hair looks stupid. Second password. Scott, let it go. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Steven, the new lineup rocks. You guys sound way better without me. Young Neil, you have learned well. From this point forward, you will be known as Neil. And Kim? <laughs> when he says that to him, he's, oh, <laughs> I'm finally seen. Mm-hmm. And Kim, I want you to know it's all my fault everything i'm so sorry and then kim all, is she wanted. all she ever wanted so now kim has her life back and um gideon is like what exactly do you want and scott's like you're pretentious this place is ugly and i have beef let's go and this time he slices them and gideon is down and then knives comes out of nowhere and scott's like knives i know you're coming don't hurt her. I cheated on both of you. I'm sorry. So then him learning. Exactly. He found the power of self-respect. So then um, Gideon starts to get back up and uh, Ramona standing behind him and he's like, get out of my way, girl. And she's like, let's both be girls. And she kicks him in the nuts. So then he slaps her down the stairs and you hear the, the announcer say bad. Like from that video game that Scott and uh, Scott and Knives were playing earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they literally combo ass, combo move his ass into oblivion. 
<sighs> and then he dies, Gideon dies, and they're about to celebrate. But then after that, uh, they find out that Scott has, before he can really win the game or win it and the movie's over, he has a fight against his, against Nega Scott. <laughs> Interesting Scott word. Pilgrim. <laughs> you can defeat me, Scott. But can you defeat yourself? Nigga Scott. Nigga Scott. Nigga Scott. No. This is something I have to face. Myself. Solo round. And it turns out Nega Scott, who's supposed to be the complete <laughs> opposite of Scott, is in Scott's own words. Hey. What happened? Oh, nothing. We just shot the shit. He's, he's, he's just a really nice guy. We're going to get brunch next week. We, uh, we actually have a lot in common. You're yeah, you're the same nice fucking guy. person. No, he's a super nice guy. He's not the same person. He's the negative of Scott. Scott's a fucking asshole like everybody's been telling him through the movie. So Nega Scott is a super nice guy. That's what I took from that. He's okay with himself now. That's yes. what I got from him. Also, yes, I can see that too. But um, Nigel's, or, uh, Ramona's like, yo, I'm gonna go. And Scott's like, all right. And Nigel's like, why are you letting her get away? So Scott's like, hold up, and they walk off into the sunset together. The end. In the deluxe DVD or Blu-ray edition that I have of this movie, the still book, the still book edition, because I have the still book and then I have it on Voodoo, and then I have the UHK or the UHD, and I just really like this movie. But in the still book edition, they have a separate ending where he actually leaves with knives. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me see if I can find it on YouTube real quick. I think, and somebody can tell me if I'm wrong, I think that's how the graphic novel ends. It does. So what is this, Wayne's World? No, it's just an alternate ending. Yeah, I think this works for the movie. This ending works for the movie. The one the theaters got, not the, yeah. uh, not the one that they, they were going with. Yeah. And I mean, everybody said they hated the end, alternate ending where he leaves with uh, with knives. But it's like, why did he fight all that time to get the Ramona? But honestly, when he fought to get the Ramona, at the end of it, he said he wasn't fighting for her. He was fighting for himself. So that's when she realized that they didn't need each other anymore, in my opinion. But yeah, they leave out happy him and knives in the alternate edition in the real edition he and ramona leave out together and the movie's over mm-hmm. katanagi twins didn't get any lines because they didn't speak english like honestly hmm. uh, may whitman the line she had is a fucking southern bell ninja were interesting but who was the best villain to y'all 
Chris Evans. The best villain? Yeah, the best evil ex. I'm sorry. Oh, the best evil ex. I don't want to give you an out to say Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm damn sure going to say it. Yeah, Chris Evans. I thought that he was so great. <sighs> I want to have his adopted babies. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Evans. So the rankings for me were Chris Evans uh, and then Brandon. Uh, so Lucas Lee and then Todd and then Matthew. And then it went downhill from there. I agree with that. After that, it was Roxy and then the Gideon and then the twins. The twins were a music battle. That wasn't even, they didn't even fight. Yeah, that was strictly just music. Mm-hmm. So again, soundtrack is dope. Uh, I think we all agree that Michael Sarah pulled this movie from beginning to end, even though everybody did have great spots, great lines. His role in this movie was so important to this movie working. Yeah, because he had to play two different characters, I would say. And he had to be oblivious to who he really was. And then also turn around in the second half, play like, no, I'm an asshole. And now I got to start showing it because I'm I'm pissed off. (laughs) Stuff is not working my way. Also, I'm going to put into the notes. Uh, the link to the Scott Ver- Scott Pilgrim vs. the World reunion table read, you know, during COVID, when COVID first, first started last year. Yeah, that's uh, fun. One of it the big really things they did were table reads. It was cool to see, you know, most of them come back and do the table read. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you need to go uh, go to Nintendo Switch and get Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. No, I'm going to buy it tonight. Do. Please do. And then I will send you my... Uh, friend information for both y'all um so then we can run through it together because me playing it by myself is instant ass whooping um by like the second level yeah it's um yes super fun it's one of those games that's super fun but it's also not made for one player because they don't stop the difficulty just because you're playing one player yeah because um where am i at now i'm about to fight um who am i about to fight the ninja Ninja Girl. Roxy. And her level is, good lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's insane. The funniest thing about this movie to me was that him and Wallace lived in that shitty ass fucking studio directly across the street from this giant fucking beautiful house. That his, house parents live up in. In. Yeah. his parents put him out. <laughs> Nigga wasn't shit. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world it's my inspiration for joe versus the world it's my header yeah uh I is just that where it. that's from oh y- yeah yeah. That's <laughs> yeah absolutely like that was my inspiration i was like you know what i want yeah that's what i want to do so yeah i just want to thank y'all for joining us for this uh, I know we've um, still got a few episodes left uh, for my favorite movie month before we get to uh, Brandon's next month. So we are going to actually, uh, I'm going to edit the list that I had. It was five movies deep, um, but I know Brandon is itching to get to what he wanted to talk about. Um, so I'm going to not do The Princess Bride. Oh, look at you. 
I'm going to put it to another thing. It's going to show up somewhere. We're just not going to do it right I actually now. can't get mad at you this time. These movies were all fun. This ain't like the last time you chose. Where Y'all got a new list? Where you tortured me for fucking a month. <laughs> what do you mean we got a new list? It's the same list. We just add to it constantly. <laughs> yeah, you need to send me the, uh, the well, the added list. Okay. Yeah, it, it's only getting bigger. <laughs> well, you already know what we're doing next. No, I want to hear it out your own mouth. I'm, I, I think I know, but I still want to. I, I want to hear this because it's your time. It's it's on you, big bot or big baby. I was gonna pull a fast one on you Please and say we were gonna do no, say we were gonna do um, Will Ferrell movies, but I'm gonna stick to my guns. And we're going to do um, the 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 Terminators. Okay. In the order. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. Pull up on me. Uh, I can't. Hey, Salvation Holland. Uh, <laughs> in all the wrong reasons. Yes, Holland. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So Brandon, what you're basically telling me is that this month is on you. Um. What? So- Oh, That's not how the God. format of this show works. Oh man! So look, listeners. <laughs> I told you Buy all my movies coming up are going to be SSCast. I told you all my movies, all my months are going to be from in the next few months for the rest of the year. All my months are going to be from franchises. Are we going in chronological order? Or are we going in movie order? That's a good question, Jeff. Last time you seen the Terminator movies, is it more fun in chronological order or in order of the movies? Because I know that timeline is crazy. Uh, I've only watched them the way they were released. And I don't watch anything after Salvation. Okay, so I was about to say that. (laughs) Well, Dark Fate wasn't bad at all. The newest one that just came out like, what, a year ago? Or maybe a year and a half ago, that one wasn't bad. Dark. How Fate. many of them is it? Because I'm not there's doing like past six. five. Well, there's it's, well, maybe there's five. Let's see. One, did, two, three. Did Genesis come out when I was 35? I thought Dark Fate came out in 2019. Yes. Okay. So Terminator Dark Fate is the one where um the mom shit, but she's and she's like older in this movie and she's watching over a girl who is supposed to become the next Sarah Connor. No, I'm good on that. It's not bad. I promise you. Look, even the reviews say Terminator dark fate represent a significant upgrade over its immediate predecessors. Even if it lacks the thrilling firepower of the franchise best installments. If we do five movies, it's going to be Terminator, Terminator two, Terminator three, rise of the machines. Fuck you, Brandon. Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis. And then the sixth one was Dark Fate. Which one? Genesis is that? uh, That's the one with the woman. The woman Terminator. If I remember correctly. Which one of those last two is most closely related to? Because wasn't one of them like a whole reboot? No. Uh, I think after Salvation, that's when it gets kind of weird. Genesis was the one where the dude where John Connor gets sent back and then he becomes a, like a, a, a robot or a bot or something like that and he starts murdering people. I yeah, yeah it's it's 
I'm not gonna say John that. Connor becomes the villain in Genesis. Oh, I remember article. that shit. This I- says how to watch it chronologically. All right. So it says if you want to watch it chronologically, you're supposed to watch Terminator. Oh, it's the same shit. Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Salvation, Genesis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, ain't no chronological, is it? Because it's you know, it goes in time pretty much. Yeah, it does. So yeah, it was either gonna be that or the alien franchise, and I picked Terminator. I, I, I'll do Terminator. Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> Wait, all my months are gonna be franchises. Fuck Good luck Brandon. with Terminator three. <laughs> Fuck you, Wait till we get to Back to the Future, which I've never seen before. I I I was hoping we were gonna do Back to the Future, but you know what? You funky fuck. Oh, I'm so fucking Wait bad. We gotta do part minute. three. How are you just saying these things and just passion <laughs> like they're nothing? How have you not watched Back to the Future franchise yet? I don't you know. We thought it was corny. I've probably seen it in passing, but I don't remember it. Michael J. Fox corny? What is Michael wrong J. With Fox you? is a gem. And so what we're going to end up doing is when we do Back to the Future, we're going to do those three. And then to close out the month, we're also going to do Secret to My Success. Did you finally watch it? I did. I did bought it. It's on Voodoo. I, bu- I really liked it. Yeah, um, I did have a few issues. We'll talk about it, but by and large, I liked it. A lot of titties, eighties movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think that movie was supposed to be PG thirteen. I think I was like, it was. Nisha and I talked about that. Good lord, PG thirteen, a lot of titties. Um, secret of my success. But you got to admit, Rosani, I did take your feelings into consideration. You did because and you then said you, sit you on them. You said you didn't want to do the born movies. No, I can't stay awake for them. So we didn't do born movies. I mean, we're going to end up doing the born movies at some point. It's just, I swear to God, I have tried to stay awake for the born identity movies. I have you swear. Got past the first I, one? No, I've literally started watching the born movies. I've woken up at eight o'clock in the morning. Made sure I was fully awake. So I started watching the born movies at 10 o'clock in the morning. Fall asleep an hour into the movie and wake up at four o'clock in the afternoon. And now I'm telling you this right now, Rashani, because I love you. I'm telling you this right you now. Too, if you ever make me watch those Fox X-Men movies, I will quit the show. Nah, those aren't on any of my lists. Okay. Remember, my sure. stuff is stuff that I enjoyed watching. Why the fuck? Would... The only thing I enjoyed watching about those X-Men movies was that played out scene where they played Time in a Bottle and Quicksilver ran around and changed shit. I did that shit on our show because I thought I was like, oh, this would be funny to shit on these movies that I hate. Mm-mm. And I never hated podcasting more than committing to watching those fucking movies. I'm not doing that to myself. Oh, y'all didn't like First Class? First Class is okay. That's the best one they had. Oh, okay. That's the best one they had. The but rest of them. Much. I I guess I should tell y'all now. You still recording, right? Yeah, it's still recording. Oh, fuck no, it. Don't say it. Uh, Please don't say it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are y'all going to be watching the Chucky series? Oh my god, Child's Play. Um, I've never seen them. You you've never seen Child's Play? No. Holy shit! I did a whole so Jeff Jeff check this out. I didn't get to movies until like the two thousands. Check this out, Jeff. We're just ignoring Brandon right now. We're just gonna let him be in his world. So, Child's Play. The first one comes out in like what nineteen eighty nine, nineteen eighty eight, something like that. Probably. We watch with my mom because back then, like I said, my mom didn't give a fuck about any type of ratings. We were there with her because she was a single mom. And so I see Chucky. I'm freaked out by Chucky. 
I go home and I realize I have a my buddy doll that looks just like Chucky. In my in my eight-year-old eye, it looks just like Chucky. My brother, being a sound mind and body, I was probably 11. It probably came out in 91. So my 11-year-old eye. My brother, being a sound mind and body and noticing that this thing freaks me out, literally starts carrying my buddy, my, my, my buddy doll, starts carrying it around the house while I'm not around and putting it in places and saying that it's moving when I'm not watching it. Then when I take showers at night, he'll put, he put the my buddy doll into the bathroom with me and turned off the lights. So I would have to get out to the shower and walk in the dark to turn on the light and see the my buddy doll, which I thought looked just like Chucky sitting on the sink. And my brother told me that Chucky did it because he was gonna kill me in my sleep. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> this was because I got more Christmas presents than him that year. I shit you not. That's cruel. So yeah, child's play. Okay. I love the series. I do. I'm not even going to front. Once they realized that it was just supposed to be some campy ass shit, it became off the hook to me. So, Brandon, I need you to get at least through the first two movies because the third one. Oh, I watched it. I've never seen it. I'll watch it. The third one is absolutely going to be on uh, bad, bad or bad. Or bad. <laughs> <laughs> because that one is something. Oh, no, I did see one. Which one was with Jennifer Tilly? That was that was not one, two, or three. That was, was like Ride of Chucky. Ride of Chucky, Son of Chucky. I saw I that know. one before. Yeah, well, that I was see, when I they went in the full-on cult or pulpy type shit. I count them, but the reason why I was asking because I'm thinking about doing uh, when they start the series in October on Sci-Fi, I'm thinking about doing a show. So Shahid I was going to have like a just, huh? Shahid ain't going to go for that. No, 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 no. This um, this is not hood classics. Oh, I was going to say he is not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I absolutely wouldn't. Well, I don't know because I think he said he's going to watch it. Mm. He'll watch that, but the, I'm certain that they're not going to make the series a comedy. And that's what they did after like part three. They were like, fuck oh, it. Yeah, all, yeah, all bets yeah. are off. We're just going comedy route with this. Because I otherwise, how the fuck going... did a doll impregnate another doll? That's what I think they're doing a series for. Because it's supposed to be taking it back to that one and two type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see. I'll see how the first episode go. I'll watch it and tell. Okay. I'm really mm-hmm. holding off. I'm trying my best to hold off to February so we can do black exploitation movies. Just hold off. Cause you've no, never seen that. I've never seen a single black exploitation movie in my entire life. That's where what? I got you beat. That was my mom's one rule of the house. We couldn't watch black exploitation. Well, she had a gang of rules, but as far as movies went, I was able to watch Cruel Intentions. I was able to watch Dangerous Liaison. Good lord! You watch- wait a minute. Your mom <laughs> said, "No, you can't watch this black exploitation, but you can watch Cruel Intentions." Yep, Cruel Intentions, Dangerous Liaisons. Um, let me see what other movies were we watching that was just like, oh. Well, okay. Just one of the guys where they're butt naked in the yeah. locker room like all the fucking time and buddies trying to have sex all over the fucking place. Like Wait all these movies. Did you did you at least see I'm gonna get you sucker? Yeah, I'm gonna get you sucker doesn't count. I'm That's gonna get you sucker was a, it was but it was a comedy and it was in the eighties. She wouldn't let me watch like I've never seen a Pam Greer movie except for Escape from New York or Sir. Escape from LA. Mm-hmm. If you don't go look at them yiddies back in the day, you That's need to what that's what I've heard. <laughs> I have heard that, that it is like, and, and that's the problem. I've heard that Pam Greer as a younger lady was absolutely awe-inspiring. 
Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. But I've never seen her as a young lady. I've only seen her as Carjack Malone in Escape from L.A. Well, in Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown? No, no, no. I only saw her as Carjack Malone and I saw her in Original Gangsters. That's you never saw Foxy Brown either? Nope. Nah, yeah, because that's a black exploitation. You're yeah, from know, like he, the 90s. Foxy no, Brown was Foxy not from the 90s. Foxy Brown was from the fucking 90s. You're thinking the Jackie rap? Brown. Oh, yeah, I think hey, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Jackie Brown. Yeah, that's on our list. We have another list of Quentin Tarantino movies to get through, which includes um, uh, Inglorious Bastards and uh, Foxy and Jackie. Br- See, you got me doing it now. Jackie Brown and all those movies. So, yeah, it's it's there. I'm but trying you fuck to hold around. For February. You, you fuck around and let me watch some, some bad enough movies. I swear to God, we will do Kid and Play Month much earlier than I'm planning it. Hey, those movies are fun. Motherfucker, please. House Party and House Party 2 are dope. And Class Act? Oh, yeah, they're, they're Class Act 2. I, yeah, I got those. So it's it's a, it's a Martin Lawrence and, and um, Kid and Play Month. So it's Class Act, House Party, House Party 2, Nothing to Lose, and Blue Street. I've only seen Blue, Blue Street, Street once. I used to love Blue Street. Blue Street was him and Dave Chappelle at their best. Yeah, that's all I remember is the Dave Chappelle. Like, he keep fucking with him because he lying about being a cop. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jeff, tell them where they can find you at, fam. Yeah, you can find me on social media at Jeff versus the world on Twitter, uh, the Facebook page, Jeff versus the world, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. Uh, yeah, you can hear me and my man Shahid and everybody else that you listen to on pretty much what this show, you and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can find me anywhere, anywhere you hear a podcast at. Tomorrow episode, we will be bringing out is Fast 9, which we just have a just a joyous conversation about the Fast and Furious franchise because I am believing Angela Bassett will show up. She will be Dominic Toretto's mother, (laughs) and nobody can tell me different. Uh, so that should be a fun episode uh, for y'all to listen. So I had so much that, fun. You, you're gonna tell me Dom Toretto's punk ass daddy pulled Angela Bassett. Well, we <laughs> learned on the ninth episode. Well, this one that just went that the Toretto bloodline is mixed. It is very much so. So why can't he have a black mother? He probably does have a black mother. I'm just saying it ain't fucking Angela Bassett. All right, I can see Octavia Spencer. <laughs> <All right. laughs> It's gonna be, and you got like I told, like I told Shahid, it's just gonna be a scene. She's gonna be smiling. She's like, "Come on, baby, come get some of these grits." Mm. Give that her Toretto smile. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun watch rewatching and listening to y'all talk about the five deadly venoms. Listen, man, that movie started off in a motherfucking <laughs> pot. You don't know. It was so funny because I think me and Shahid will start watching at the same time. So I caught him. He was already laughing. I think we laughed on the phone for like 10 minutes. Because I'm like, why is he just sitting in this damn pot? <laughs> I was like, yo, this movie is wild as shit, bro. That movie's that movie's dope. And that movie's on Netflix, right? It was on Netflix. It's off yeah. now. It's Damn it. Man. See, I hadn't seen it, so I wasn't going to listen to y'all. Until it's I on Pluto it. TV, though. Okay, cool. I got Pluto TV, and the only other thing that's good for is Wild Now. Rich put us on to another Shaw Brothers movie that I, me, I never saw. It's called uh, Heroes from the East. That movie is just insane. 
Okay. Bro, Richard has all these obscure movies, man. What was that movie he made us watch, Jeff? Uh, Big Fan. No, no. What's it called? Big Fan. Oh no, that's you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the Indian movie. Uh, the Bollywood movie. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I can't think of it there. Yeah, that's just nuts. Whatever this movie is, Rashani, I forget what it's called. You have to watch it. It's absurd. It's a Bollywood movie. It's so. It's the most absurd move, action movie I've probably seen. I'm I'm looking for Bollywood movies now. Honestly, they. Oh, are... isn't it Boggy? Wasn't that it? I think so. Wasn't it Boggy? Well, Rich, I it was Boggy. Let us know. Um. Leave a review on Podchaser. You can leave a review for the show and for the episode, um, which is dope. You can also leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. Uh, you could check us out on Twitter. Brandon is there at that cool Blick Nerd. That's BLK. I'm Brashani, and the show is Hindsight Reviews, R E V U E S. As you heard, Jeff is there at Jeff versus the World. Um, and that's VS, Jeff VS the World. Um, 916-633-1537 Hindsight Movie Reviews at gmail.com is the email address buymeacoffee.com slash sscast because I swear to God I'm not paying for these Terminator movies I swear for the (laughs) Lord I will go to jail first for bootlegging shit I am not paying for Genesis you better kiss my motherfucking ass and I'm not paying for Salvation I am not. Now, them other ones, I'll fuck with them. i fuck with them heavy. But if you think I'm paying for them movies, you out your goddamn mind. How are you going to pay for Salvation? I'm not going to pay for Salvation. Salvation was dope. I'm not going to pay You didn't like Common in the movie? Look at it, John. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of Jeff and Brandon, I'm Derek. Thank y'all so much for checking this out. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace. The music for hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith. And it's from the Free Music Archive. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slipped.